is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with the military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to combatflipflops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. And by Beneath. Starting with the first thing that you put on in the morning, Beneath inspires you to be your most authentic self. Get ready to experience increased comfort that radically outperforms anything that you've tried before while leaving minimal impact on Mother Earth. Use the code UNITY to get 15% off at checkout at Beneath.com. That's B-N-3-T-H.com. It says that you're all full of shit. You're all full of shit. Whatever. You're me, you fucking surveillance state Nazi. That's what I am. That's I'm a surveillance state Nazi. Whatever. Yep. True. Oh Have you oh, don't any fucking. Recently? <laughs> <laughs> we did this Native American conversation last time we had the show. Shut the fuck up, Jazz. I know. We found more bodies since then. Oh. oh my <laughs> canceled. <laughs> Bro, I'm already going to be canceled. I've found out it's it's coming for me. It's the beginning of the end for me already. It hasn't even started. So don't worry about it. Whatever. Well, Show me your book again, that. Dick. Put it on the agenda. Oh, yeah. I was shouting out Stephen Pressfield's book, The Afghan Campaign. You can also find books by Garen Jones and uh, Paul DeGelder, I believe, is also a famous author. So, Paul, are uh, you an author? Jones. Oh, Three times wow. now. Check that Three out. Times. That was organic as fuck. But yeah. we're, we're talking <laughs> about that in the podcast. I want to talk about. <laughs> Oh, hey, I haven't had a copy yet, mate. I need a copy so I can go to sleep with it. Can no, I you're too just far have away. A, the po- the postage a... is too far. Have you noticed as well money? that I've covered up my lower half because I am sat naked and lubed while I take oh, in awesome. features? Awesome. Have you got a wanking machine in operations right now? Well, I have a sock. A sock? Dude, mm-hmm. you're doing it the wrong way. This is the age it's of technology. It's your socks too. You've got to get a wanking machine. I'm wearing, I'm wearing your socks. Your Puma ones are Oh, my God. Look. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Magic socks. You got the legendary. Legendary. There you go. Best seen buds. some miles. Those socks and not Best walking. Buds. Well, these ones aren't. Do- this one's not doing so well. This one's got get a bit. I need to come and visit you so I can get oh some. Oh my ones. god! Yeah, you should put a burn <laughs> hole in it. But yeah. Oh, hang on. This one's got double. It's got a double hole actually. Anyway, back to the oh. back to the back to the podcast. Kelsey, what were you saying about you getting cancelled? Oh, I just, I'm pissing people off already. It's the beginning of the end for me. It's oh, fine. Well, maybe, that? What, maybe you'll what are you pissing people off about? Well, you know, the book's coming out and the Jocko interview came out. And once that came out, that opened the door. What? What'd you do? Well, I don't know. Apparently I fucked up some names in some places. And so I got to like go and like fix some names. And it's like, well, if no one's willing to talk to me to clarify, I'm going to give you the names I've got. So I'm just, I'm just getting messages. I'm just learning to uh, turn my phone off and not just don't look or read comments or like care about people's opinions about you. Yeah. That's you got to, you got to not read the comments. And yeah. I think people have forgotten that humans have flaws and sometimes forget small details or even big details that seem important to others, but really aren't that important in the grand scheme of things. Like we make mistakes, get over it. Well, you know what the thing is. You know that Paul's lying. He doesn't make mistakes. He is perfect. Um, Yeah. This is why you got to do fake names for a book. We're doing that. We're changing everything. You just got to go with it because, like, um, 
it only takes like one fucking douchebag then to make a fuck. It's just like fake names. Anyone out there is listening is going to do a book about real stuff. Give everyone fucking fake names. Save yourself a lot of hassle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in contrast to that. In contrast mm-hmm. to that, Grant helped me write my book, and he put all real names in my book. So I because feel like he set me up for failure. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> no, I just said he wants me to get cancelled now. Back on you. Well, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't get canceled from our last episode, Paul, and one of the comments you made that I didn't edit out. So that's fine. It's it's discovery hasn't discovered that, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Look at him, look at his eyes. Yeah, right, Roger that. I don't remember what I said. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you later. Um, the point is, is uh we we made that decision. The thing is, is when Jocko read it, we had real names in it. And so I got calls. And I got good calls, but then I got the odd couple calls. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you move one person from unit to unit and don't tell her anything of any plans of any people around her. And then you just expect that to work out well for you. So I'm just learning to not care and change names and just move on, move on. People be nasty to you. Just one so far, but give it no, time. That's not, bad. that's not a bad ratio at all. No, like how many no, millions but, of people listen to the podcast? Like oh, no, I've had one in a million. No, 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 no. That I've had people being nasty on YouTube. I don't care about those people. Oh. I'm talking about these are like one of the guys that was with us, and he was like, "You got the name wrong here, and you got the name wrong here, and it was so and so, and how come you didn't add so and so?" And I was like, "Ah, because I was one person in three units over five days, and ah, ah." Yeah. So anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fixing it. It's all good. Get a letter go. Anyway, get a letter go. I know. It's you funny guys how you, to get, help me. you get so many, you get so many great comments and so many lovely messages, and yet you hold on for dear life to those oh, yeah. one or two that are bad, and you can't let them go, and they swizzle around in your head at night when you're trying to sleep. And in contrast, you've had so many other people that give you great compliments and great feedback, but why can't we let go of the bad stuff? It's weird. Isn't it it's amazing? How that's like a, that, that's like a human trait, though. Like for everyone, right. because everyone I talk to has that. By everyone. Yeah. I think it's, it's because we care. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it is? Because it seems like yeah. there's some people that don't, like, it's, it doesn't affect some people. And what I don't know if it's because... Well, I mean, I wonder if it's because it doesn't affect those people who are saying that because maybe it's not like their true story or their life or their or, you know, it, it maybe doesn't attach to them in the way that some of our stuff does attach. Like if if somebody comes at Paul and was like, you didn't get bitten by a shark. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Paul's going to be like, well... That affects me because it's true. Can you tell? Like it's you know what I mean? Not really. I just I just run with it and go with it and see where we how far down the rabbit hole we can go. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It wasn't. It's all a lie. You know the real story is I just like got syphilis and my limbs fell off. <laughs> I mean, so cool? but please don't tell anyone. Isn't it funny though? Because it's like if that was your background, like even though you'd still have to overcome losing the limbs. I don't think all of a sudden people would be so like, oh, he's inspirational. Because it kind of be like, well, because you, you just kind of focus on the syphilis bit. <laughs> so now, so now the takeaway like, from he's this. just a dirty old fuck. Yeah, this is Paul, the dirty old fuck who lost his limbs to syphilis. And really? He is, but he did lose his limbs to a shark. Yeah, yeah. Something. <laughs> I can't. This is going to be. It was this just is a this whole. Bit. It was just a little syphilis and a little bite. Sharks aren't attracted to human blood. They're attracted to human syphilis. <laughs> oh, look at look at your grin, Jez. That's how I know this is just going to get so much worse. The grin is fully in I have like, a list oh. of here that I'm willing to roll out over the course of the episode. I love that you wrote them down as a true no, writer really would. Zero preparation. Absolutely nil. Well, it's I, okay. In you fact, don't... I totally forgot about this until my alarm clock went off. 
and it has well, cool, beautiful Paul face written on it. <laughs> here I am. I thought it was just me and Paul, to be honest. That's why I'm not wearing pants. Well, your fatal mistake, Kelsey, was that me and Gaz haven't actually talked to each other for a exactly. while. So we've got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to work through. That's all right. I'm here to for talk it. About, to be honest, mate, like, like I really haven't. Just, just nothing, nothing going on, really. I might as well just shut up for the rest. I might as well stick me on mute. What are you, just, what are you talking about? You just went to your first raid. You were in Tell London me about for the it. first time. You've been oh, getting out of Wales for yeah, for the first time in eons. You know what was funny is like. I mean, Paul knows me well. I am fond of a, a party, let's say. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm usually the last one at the party. So, but when I was at the, this festival the other day, I was looking around me and I was like, wow, I think I'm the most sober person here. Like, people <laughs> were absolutely cunted. It was, that it never was, happened. It, like, they were. Like, because the thing is, it started at like early afternoon and we didn't get there until like early evening. So by the time we got there, people were like balls deep in the cat. Like they, there, was a, there was a lot of cat gone around that place. And the thing is, I didn't have any drugs on me. It genuinely didn't. And I got, the dog came over, started sniffing <laughs> my balls and I got pulled in for, um, pulled in for a proper search. And everyone's looking at me like, like, you know, like, oh, poor him. He's getting caught. And I'm saying to the bloke, I was like, man, because he's like, Right, whatever you've got, put it in the amnesty bin. And I was like, mate, I haven't got anything. And he's like, no, it's fine. Put it in the bin. And then you can just be on the way. I was like, mate, I genuinely haven't got anything. He's like, well, if you say if you haven't got anything, we're going to have to search you. I'm like, but I haven't, I genuinely haven't got anything. And I, the thing is, as well, is I meticulously done my outfit. Everything was perfect. <laughs> and I could take it all off and put it back on. And then I felt really horrible because I was like, oh, my hair's out of place. I can't, there's no mirror. They didn't have a mirror that you could redo. But, and with that know, beard, obviously, you either look like uh, an import drug dealer or the oldest guy at the party. That was so, it. Was, that was, the was drug the dealer. Either yeah, way, an issue. You look like, yeah. They probably thought, like, this guy looks like he has got a bucket of Rohypnol in his pockets. <laughs> and, that is, <laughs> and, that, like, and to be fair, if you were of that mind, not that I'm encouraging people to go out and put that stuff in people's drinks, but, like, if you were a bit of a creep, this was the place to do it because the people drug themselves. Like you wouldn't even have to have <laughs> gone on the dark web and bought anything. You could literally just turned up and be like, "Oh, you've drugged yourself. Awesome, get in the van." My and then face they, hurts wouldn't, they wouldn't have been able to get in the van. They were incapable. But you could have helped, <laughs> like a gentleman. So was this like one of the first parties in London since you guys have opened up well, again? It was actually it was actually up in um, more Liverpool kind of area. But um, there's been stuff going on for a while. I just haven't been to any of it because. Um, I wanted, I wanted my first time to be special. Um, and Gareth, um, my friends Gareth and Ben were both playing at, at, at the festival. They were both playing. Kelsey's shaking her head. <laughs> they were both playing. So um, it, was, it was special to go and watch them. It was really weird because I went to Ben's set first. He was playing first. And the last time I saw Ben was actually the last time I was in a club, which was in Orange County in February 2020. So we didn't get a chance to meet up and stuff beforehand. And it was really weird because it was this tent full of people. I don't know how many, but we're talking thousands of thousands of people in this tent to see him. It was a big tent, not like your average camping tent. And then he comes on stage. And I'm like, oh, this is really weird. That's, that's where's one of my best mates. And I haven't seen him for a year and a half. And now I'm seeing him, but I'm in a crowd. And like, there's all these other people here too that come and see him. It was really, it's just really weird, but it was fucking cool as fuck. Because I'm dead proud of him. And then Gareth played the awesome set as well. But I'd seen Gareth 
that wasn't that were all really weird because I'd seen Gareth the week before we um, we go and get dinner and stuff. And so that was that felt a bit more like normal, kind of just going. But I saw like met up with his wife and, and friends in the crowd and stuff, and we had a good rave. And my fucking, I tell you what though, one happy mm-hmm. hardcore infantry knees do not mix. After jumping up and down for half an hour, my knee was ruined. I seriously was. It was ruined. I was in bed by 11.30 watching Born Automatum. And then I had a really cool dream because I've watched Born Automatum. Obviously, I didn't do any narcotics at the, um, at the festival. But I have heard that narcotics do influence your dreams. And as it happens, I had a really weird dream afterwards where I was literally replayed the entire Born movie. But it was me. And I was in Mexico. And the, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So there you go. That was my trip, basically. It was really cool. Good fun. Nice. Nice. I love those those adventure dreams. They're my favourites. But the oh, downside man. is you wake up and you don't feel like you've slept at all because you've just yeah. done a whole adventure movie. Well, I think your adrenaline goes the same as if you were in there in real life. Like I've had a few recently where I've woken up and I felt like someone has kicked the shit out of me. Which maybe, I mean, to be fair, when I'm staying at home, I don't feel, I do, I do know I push my mum's patience. So maybe she is coming in with a cricket bat in the middle of the night and she's like, oh, I've heard him say that he just feels like he's beaten up so I can get away with a few digs here. Maybe it's I wonder that. if your mum, does your mum worry about you running around the yard with your cats, like filming videos, like a, a strange, like loner high school kid? I think she's realised that like, I'm out of that period where I'd probably be a high school shooter. That's not going to be an it. That's not an issue so much anymore. Um, you got that passed, out of your system I've overseas. Su- I've passed a suicide period. I've gone through that one. I'm now into the, you know, potentially we find him dead in a swimming pool. But I haven't got a swimming pool at the moment. So really, With like, she hasn't got anything him. to worry about. It's all, it's, all, it's all good. I think she can sleep soundly, you know, at the moment. But I went home for a few days. I'm down in London at the moment. Because um, I needed... I mean, I know you're the same, mate. Like, I don't know about you, Kelsey, but like, fucking hell, I need to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were not made to be. Morning. We were not yeah. made to be in one fucking spot. Um, I remember nostalgia head on. I remember going to a, a, a zoo in. I don't hate me, Paul. All right, I went to a zoo. Went to a zoo in France. Failure. Animal prison. Just, animal prison. All right, Murder. it was a fucking. Well, all right, I went, to animal, I went to animal prison. Sue me. I went to animal prison, right? And it was, but it, this was animal prison. Like, Fantastic. it was like a squash court with nothing in it. No. And, this bear, and this bear was just going up and down. Hang on, Kelsey, you're supposed to feel sorry for me in this story, not the fucking bear. I don't. Well, I'm dead right now. The bear's dead, all right? How this do you about- know? They live a long time. They live into their, like, 40s. 30 years in this, in this enclosure. I'd be lucky if it made it at the end of the year, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just saying the truth. Look, Ruthless. It is ruthless. But this is the whole point is I felt really bad for the bear because obviously I don't remember much from my childhood, but that's stuck in my memory. All right. I cared about the bear. Never killed a bear in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, that Just is that slayed a couple of, of beasts. <laughs> oh, Rooted a couple too. Okay. Uh, so uh, what happened was basically I kind of, I've always traveled, even since I was a kid, always traveled. And then through my adult life, always been on the move. And this last year and a half, it's like you look on it on paper and you're like, right, on paper, what am I worried about? Got work coming in, got, um, you know, got good family, got good friends, all that stuff. And I think, so uh, my mate Leveson did a book. Um, so we'll give him a shout out now. And uh, in his book, Leveson would check him out. And then in his, uh, in this book, it was talking about this kind of like the, like the wanderlust gene. 
basically. And I can't remember the exact figures, but I think it was like something like that. This study said like 20% of people, like they, they think that they found like this kind of gene, which it basically, when it makes sense when you think about it evolutionary wise, because if some people in a tribe weren't restless, how would they ever have gone, oh, I want to know what's on the other side of that fucking mountain range? Right. You know, you would, you would, if, if you didn't have people that there was something innate in them that made them move, they would have just never, like, you wouldn't have got these people or like that Contiki thing where they were just jumping on a fucking raft and going across the Pacific. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So be like most modern day Americans then. Or most modern day people in general, mate. Fucking lazy. But, not Aussies, uh, mate. We're travelers. You're fucking not anymore. You're not even allowed to leave your living room. Well, we're not anymore. We've regressed back to <laughs> convict society. Yeah, We've what is happening? Can we Joe, tap I, into that? I, I, yeah, let's talk about look, it. I, I want to talk about the deep state. Let's I do don't, it. I don't truly know because I'm not there. Um, I was you. there from I was there from March to June filming for Shark Week, and everything was open. It was crazy because I'd just come back uh, from LA to Sydney, and every time I left my Airbnb apartment, I had this like anxious feeling that I was forgetting something, and then I realized it was my mask. Because no one had to wear masks there. And then I left, came back to LA where I am now, and they shut down and they've been shut down ever since. Mostly in Sydney, I believe, uh, Melbourne a bit as well. Uh, but like I'm talking seven, eight, nine weeks, they've been locked down and people are, are losing it. There's been massive protests that's turned into a police state. I, I read something today where they just pushed a bill through mm. Australian Parliament. Let, let me let me get this right. Oh, yeah, I, saw, um, I was going to send this. Yeah, to where basically police have police now have the powers to access all of the information on your social media, access all the data on your phone, modify Whoa. it, and edit 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 if they feel the need. So they have total control now. So in edit theory, from- it's supposed to be for a serious crime, but it's actually when you look at the wording, it's so loosely worded that they could easily just come up with a justification to just go on your shit. So if yep. you're a thorn in the side of the government or whatever, they could easily come up with a reason of why, oh, like why, why they think they need to go on there. And there. Oh, there's, there's any, any um, multiple reasons that they can do that. It's like the police out here and I got friends that are cops out here and they're like, oh, if they want to pull someone over, they will find a reason to pull mm-hmm. them over. Like mm-hmm. any reason that the tint's too dark, uh, some, anything, um, you're driving too slow, whatever. They'll find a reason. It's the same like this. Like the police, if they want to track and look at your stuff again, they'll find a reason to do it. There's there's very little privacy anymore. So it's regressing and regressing further and further into the pit. That is what all the uh, conspiracy <laughs> theorists were talking about in the beginning. Not so much conspiracy anymore. It feels like all the conspiracy theorists were right from the outset. Yeah, well, they're I was doing. I doubted this. I fucking told you so. Well, <laughs> that's obvious, so. but they're doing this in Canada as well. They're working. Shut the fuck up, Jez. They're doing this as well in Canada. They're doing this as yeah. well. They're right now working on a bill to push through to make it so that they can do the same sort of access to all of our data so that they can then track and, and control. And as of right now, Ontario, the province of Ontario has made um, pass, um, vaccine passports and they're starting with QR codes in October, Montreal. So Quebec has made it. And now British Columbia, where I live, as of the 13th of September, I cannot go into any location, including anything to do with my son, um, if I don't have at least my first vaccine. And then we have an election on the 20th. So tell me that doesn't sound funny. 
So people who aren't vaccinated can't get in the building. And if you don't early vote, then you're fucked. You just like they're giving you an opportunity to vote early. But if for whatever reason you can't make it within those parameters, the 13th is the deadline to have your first vaccine. And then you have to be fully vaccinated. All federal employees have to be fully vaccinated by, I believe, the 13th or 20th of October or you lose your job. So that's horrific. They're going to they're just going to lose people like I think they're doing that to the military out here as well. And people are just going to leave. So they're. They're cutting out all the outliers within the military that stand against controlled establishment that are usually, you know, they're going to be mostly the most force, forceful, deadly weapons that you have in your arsenal. The outliers, you know, the, the crazy ones that will, you know, run into a hail of bullets. They're the ones that they're going to get rid of because they don't, they don't believe in that control from government they believe in protecting americans and canadians and australians and doing the right thing by our people but if the government's not going to do the right thing by them and the people then what are they standing up for what are they risking their life for so they'll just say fuck it and get out well not just that as we're running into major issues now so because like cn rail so all of the rail transport that runs from canada into down to the states cn rail is making it so that you have to be well cn rail they they employ a ton of canadian veterans a ton. So those vets who don't want it, they're going to lose their jobs. We're losing veterans affairs. Case managers are about to drop off. Like it's out of control. Veterans affairs. Canada has now done a deal with Manulife insurance company where they are outsourcing veteran care to Manulife. Well, Manulife sent a private investigator to follow me around because they didn't believe that I was unwell enough that I was going to all these different locations. So they decided to send a person to follow a combat veteran who's already paranoid out the ass to follow her <laughs> around without her knowledge. Like, do you think that the, the, the intelligence around this is, is bonkers? The idea that we are going to be giving an, an ultimatum of it, you will lose your career, who you have been working for, for some people are almost 20 years in. Some people are working for these federal employees their entire lives and know nothing else or don't have education to get any other job. They're just going to completely leave them alone and say, well, good luck finding another job. Well, no one's fucking hiring because you're not allowing anything to be open and nobody can make any fucking money because you closed our borders and don't let anyone in and out of Canada. It's a fucking yeah, nightmare. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the thing with the military aspect is like, I do, for one, I, I do think it's retarded to make young, fit, healthy people with no underlying conditions get the, like, for, to force them to get this vaccine is ridiculous. Because when you look at the statistics for those age groups, it is absolutely more dangerous to get it than it is to not get it. For like a young, healthy person, we're talking about people that have yearly medical checks, who do fitness every day. You know, to make them get it, that just makes no sense. Like, oh, by all means, it should be available to them, but to force it makes no sense. What I will say as devil's advocate, though, is that when you join the military, you are always going to give some part of your physical health to the military, whether that's yeah. your hearing, your knees, your back. You're not coming out of the military in the same shape, physical shape as you went in. So even though I do think it's fucking retarded what they're doing, I do. I say, because I get a lot of people asking me this, like, oh, I don't want to leave, but I don't want to get a job. What do you think I do? I say, mate, I'm just telling you, you're not leaving in good. You're, you're not coming out of the military more healthy than you went in. Regardless, right. you're probably going to have, if you've gone to somewhere like Iraq, you're probably going to have burn pit exposure. You've probably mm-hmm. got, you're probably more likely to get cancer. Like you've probably inhaled more fucking dust than a fucking camel. You've probably like, your knees are going to be fucked. Your joints are going to be fucked. Your head might be fucked. 
So this I like so I'm like if if you want to do the military, you do it knowing that your body is going to pay some kind of price. What about the federal employees? How do you feel about that? Tell me what you think, I think about they that. Should fuck off. Because you know what? They worked for the fucking government. And if you support the government, I don't care if you and your kids fucking starve and die. I mean, I mean what about I, the I good mean, case? I, I, what about the good really, case look, managers? Look, Disclaimer, he doesn't actually mean that. Joke, joking right. aside, joking aside, you were taking a paycheck from the government, from big governments, and now big governments bit you on the ass. So I, I do feel bad for you, but at the end of the day, you held a snake by the tail, and now it fucking bit you. There you go. There's a wildlife reference. Paul, take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think people just—I think people just want to feed their families, mate. No, no, carry on the snake metaphor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're moving on to hoop snakes, where, where they are the mythological right. creatures from Australia that bite their own tail and chase you down the hill. That's basically what the government's doing to you now. You've come to our country. You've come to our realm. Now the hoop snakes and the drop bears are going to get you. Hoops Quick snakes. question. I, that's yeah. a, that's a different thing. Quick question about Australia. I know what a hoop snake is. Oh, stop it! Would when the Australians <laughs> right now? Is it true that they are being put in their house by gunpoint? I haven't heard that. Um, I've heard that they've been taken out of their homes with by people with guns on their hips. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I don't want to speak on something that I have very uh, little knowledge on because I'm not there. All I've seen is probably the videos that everyone else has seen. Um, I've talked to a couple of friends and some people say, look, it's not as bad as what they say. But these people also live down at Bondi Beach and you know that but then you watch the the news articles and it's kind of hard to dispute it where they're saying if you're not outside for any good reason other than exercising three thousand dollar fine if you're exercising with three people instead of two people five thousand dollar fine like it and it just goes on and on and on so it absolutely sounds like from the government's mouth that it has become martial law and a police state uh all for very, very minimal cases and even fewer deaths. Uh, whereas here in America, you know, they're talking about all these spikes here and there, still not closed down. And look, I'm no scientist. I'm not an expert in the field. I don't know what the right decision is to make. Um, but it seems a little excessive that these people are being locked in their homes, banned from going to work, businesses are closing. And this is, you know, we've been going through this for a fucking two years now. So this is nothing new. Uh, They're destroying lives. The suicides have gone up exponentially. I think more people have killed themselves over the last two years in Australia than have died from COVID. So where's the outrage from the government? There's 200 overdose deaths a day in the US. And and you know what fucking pisses me off? You know what pisses me off, and I'm sure you guys and most of your listeners will agree with me on this, and has been said many times, but I'll reiterate anyway. I have not heard one single news reporter, one single government official, one single recommender from the WHO, the CDC, the FDA, any of those motherfuckers say, focus on your vitamin intake, focus on your health and fitness, focus on your nutrition focus on your exercise focus and anything that is proven to actually make you more resilient against this virus than anything else not one single fucking person i can't seem to get it i like i've tried 
I don't, through the whole lockdown in LA, there was, I think, two gyms that I knew of that were open. There was um, Coast Fitness at El Segundo and another one that I didn't go to. And I went there through the whole lockdown. No mask, don't sanitize my hands because that shit is just alcohol that kills all your natural oils and protective bacteria. I don't do that. Wash my hands, warm soapy water, like I always did. Eat well. Went to the gym with 400 other people not wearing masks. Couldn't get it. I Like, I don't know why. But surely this healthy lifestyle of fitness and good nutrition and, you know, that some of my friends are saying that now that people on a plant-based lifestyle are 75% less likely to get COVID as well. Don't know if that's true. It's just a quote through some friends, but can't get it. And I think most of the people I know that do get it or can't or aren't getting it, they're having very, very minimal um, side effects to getting the virus at all. So where is the the recommendations from the people in charge, the people in charge saying, this is what you need to focus on? There was actually a, a, a report from the Delaware, I think Delaware Public Health saying, saying you would have to run five kilometers a day to lose blah, blah weight. Why work harder, work smarter, get the jab. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. What sort of shut up? No, really? Yeah, they pulled, the they, they, took, they took it down. Yep. They took it down because so many people. Pretty sure I've still got the photo though. Oh, I was yeah, gonna say, do you have a screenshot? Send it down because so many people were fucking. It blew um, my mind. Were, were, were like, you know, going nuts need... about it. Well, that's just well, that's the point. This is disgusting behavior. There's a lot of people that we know up in here that have had that have had COVID. Me, I've had it three times, and I'm a healthy person. How can you have it three times? I got it in China. Oh, yeah, there was when I was in China when I was one of the first super this. spreaders. China. I don't know, I don't know if you can read it. Screenshot, it put it says, in the group chat. You would have to run five miles a day. This is from the Delaware Division of Public Health. Hi, you would have Del- to run five miles a day for a week to lose just one pound of fat. Hashtag getting vaccinated sounds a lot easier. Protect yourself and those you love from the Delta variant. Hashtag vaxxed up DE. Don't vaxxed. exercise. Get an experimental vaccine. We'll look after you. So they're literally. Go on, we're, we're both just. Ugh. So yeah. they're literally saying like it's okay to be fat and unhealthy and and eat shit. And they're gonna give you fucking if you get the vaccine. Like Dunkin' Donuts is giving you free donuts. They're putting you in lotteries. They're giving you free McDonald's. They're free, but they're not talking about take a fucking vitamin D dropper. Drop that bitch in your water once a day. Go for a walk for twenty minutes. Maybe walk to the fucking fridge more than three times a day instead of eating all five. Maybe only eat three. I don't know. Just don't drive salty process bullshit into your face and then sit at a desk for 12 hours a day and think that you're not going to fucking get sick your immunity is garbage and the fact that nobody is having this honest discussion that it's unacceptable to just be a piece of shit and be a burden on the system for example forbes put out an article about a week ago and i happened to see it the fucking second it came out so of course me being me i made a comment because i can't help myself and it literally said (laughs) It was, I'll put it in the group chat and I'll find it and I'll put it up for people. But it literally said, it was saying that over a certain amount of people 
that were unvaccinated were the reasoning why the healthcare system was being burdened. So underneath it, I put, can we talk about how the healthcare system is being burdened by overweight, unhealthy, diabetic people who are obese and not caring about their body, instead of just sitting there and trying to make it more anti-vax versus vax and segregate the population even more to hating themselves each even more when we're creating a second class citizen, when it's just unnecessary and it's just wrong to do to society when it's already a mentally unwell, unstable situation where the overdose rate is through the fucking roof. Children under the age of five years old are developing anxiety from being around other children because they don't know how to handle it because they've been brought up around a system where their parents are terrified to go outside. So they put masks on three-year-olds and think that's acceptable. It's fucked up that we are not thinking about the mental health of our children in the next generation and let alone thinking about the shit that we're putting into our body. There is no reasoning why these places who are producing and want us to take these vaccines that they should not be able to be sued. Why are they immune for liability if this thing is perfectly fine? Why is it acceptable? But that's my point. Politicians wanted to rush it. They that's my point. Be- and this because they have a record now of getting sued yeah. as well. Yeah. No, no shit. Had to, Pfizer had to pay the biggest ever uh, payout for getting sued in the history of payouts. And that's just one of their billion dollars. That's just one of them. And people seem to point. think that this. People seem to think that this uh, Pfizer vaccine that has been FDA approved. Also, I'd just like to make note that <laughs> FDA uh, has also approved tobacco as uh, you know. Wait, like uh, the government, the government agency, the government agency approves something the government wants. Wow, what a surprise! That's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah, they're not beholden at all to to big agriculture, big farmer, yeah. uh, big mm-hmm. business, big corporations at all. Even though they're the ones that give them all the money for their re-election campaigns. Well, the yeah. thing they're, that they're, gets. They're, we're all just trying to go ahead. No, the thing that gets the thing that gets me the most here, that's the, the most infuriating is like you said, Paul, we've been in this lockdown for what, almost two years. Well, this time last year, when I'm getting calls from people in Ontario saying, hey, my friend just had a baby. And guess what? They blocked off that section where you can't buy strollers or car seats because it's not deemed essential. Women couldn't go buy tampons because Walmart just seemed it non-essential. Because the government said it was non-essential. Exactly. My point is, how is it that we are allowing individuals? Yeah, it's exactly. The point is, how are we allowing this shit? (laughs) Fuck off. You're going to die, Jez. I'm coming for you right now. It's it's an infuriating statement to see what we are doing in terms of the generation that we number one have coming up. They're seeing such a rise in mental health issues with kids, fucking children. There are kids in my son's school that literally one cried. Jack went over to hug them and he put his hands out and said, no, 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 don't touch me. Don't touch me. It's not safe. When my five-year-old comes home and says, mommy, why are people so sick? It's like, honey, they're not. Well, mommy, they're telling me that I can't touch them and I can't do this because I'm going to get them sick. You are creating a mental health like pandemic that is not going to be shown for the next 10 years. It's going to come up when all of a sudden all these 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds are, are insane, don't want to leave their homes, are hypochondriacs and are terrified of their own shadow. It's infuriating to see that we're allowing this and to think that it's acceptable to create a second class citizen in this day and age. I can't say I can't say boy or girl in my son's school because of the Sochi program. I have to say, welcome, everyone. I can't say girl toy, boy toy. No, I'll be fucking canceled for that in B.C. I'll be canceled if I say I don't want my son learning that program, which I've already stated very clearly. But it's okay for them to say 
You can tell kids to be afraid of the vaccine. I mean, afraid of the COVID. You can tell them that it's they should be afraid to touch their friends and hug their friends. You should tell them it's afraid. They should be afraid to play with them in the playground, even though they're outside in the sun. But it's 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 acceptable for them to teach them about other shit that is completely damaging to their psyche. And we know that over a long term basis studies before like it is. It is irrational to me that we are allowing our governments to treat our kids and us like this, and nobody seems to care. And I don't get it because in Canada, they wouldn't even talk about what's going on in Afghanistan on the news. I have an election coming up in three weeks, a snap election, and they would not even acknowledge what's going on. The only people they would talk to is angry veterans. How does Afghanistan make you feel? Not why is our prime minister leaving everyone to die? Why was there only 70 Canadians in the country at the time? Why was there only two people processing IRCC paperwork the entire fucking time? Oh, because we don't care. We don't care. Nobody fucking cares in Canada enough to say anything because we're soft. There's one group doing it. It's called We Are Essential, and they are going coast to coast and giving everyone the tools to keep their companies open because when I have to close down, Amazon across the street gets to stay the fuck open. Why is that okay? Because you haven't burned it down yet. It's on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's down. on you. I just want to say, I do, I do think there's a silver lining to fucking all these kids up, though, right? Oh. I'm 37 years old right now. I fully intend on being sing a dirty it, old man it, living in Vegas, I'm, right? I'm here when for me this. and Paul are dirty old men living in Vegas in 20 years' time, these kids are going to be the 20 to 30-year-olds, and they are going to have so many issues, it is going to be open season. Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying oh. to find a silver lining. I'm trying to be the positive one today. I, that's never happened today right, in your I'm, life. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm all be, we'll all be in it's, all, it's okay. We'll all be dead in a mass grave. That's, by that point that's anyway. what I, yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. You have a, a very silver lining uh, thought process right there, thinking that you and I are not going to be dead by then. I, I think Guys, in 20 years. I think, I think, no, so I'm, I actually am positive. Here's my, I think the next 10 years, honestly, I think is going to suck some fucking balls. I really yeah, but your, the, your, the company you work for, which is no one, doesn't try and kill you every year. I, on the other hand, work for Shark Week, <laughs> and they try and kill me every year. I'm I mean, not going to make it that far. You'll be with well, me in spirit. Yeah, I'll do some literally DMT in spirit. take you along with me. Literally. Like, yeah. Okay, well, let's be if honest. Any, if well. I'm going to come back and haunt anyone, it's going to be you, because I know at least there'll be a party. But this is this is why I wanted Just, to get the book done now, because it's like, well, we can't really bank on him being around in 20 years. Let's get the book done now. And get, exactly. and get most of it down. And then I could just back, I could just backfill the rest. Well, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll yeah. go. I've I've offered to go with Paul to watch him get eaten alive to record it on behalf of oh, you, Jess. He just hasn't given me the tickets yet, so I I, well, I, I can't help. Well, you. I've I've already been to that party. I don't. I'm not planning on getting eaten alive. I just you know when you're dealing with wild animals that have sharp teeth and big bellies, you never act exactly know when it's going to happen. That's the that's the thing. So live every moment like it's your last because it might be. Right, in that case, I'm off. Don't want to hang out with you two for my last moments. Fine, so oh, much. please. Right. You See would you rather be inside of Paul for the last moments of your life. Like, don't exactly. go there. I'm going to get a nice blue-colored sock, match his T-shirt, match his eyes, and then oh, we are. God. So tell okay, me about like, your book, talk, Paul. Let's unpack some of the things that you just talked about there, though, because there's a lot There's a lot there. There's yeah, good rants. Yeah, I, you know what? Rants I actually... I do actually believe in being all inclusive with terminology and addressing people. So I've just started calling everyone cunts. Mm. Oh, I it's like the it. Did, way. did you guys yeah, see no my boys, new? There's no girls. There's no he, she. Everyone's just a cunt. You were cunt. Some some people are good cunts, and some people yeah. are sick yeah. cunts, and some yeah. people are just Absolutely. cunts. There's Americans yes. listening right now who are like, no, stop saying it. Ah. What about this? Is <laughs> can we? I'm gonna get you this coloring book. 
Was for both of you. It's a coloring book about cunts. I am actually okay with calling anyone by what they want to be known, though. But at the it's same time... It's not that I have an issue with it. Don't yell at me if I fuck it up and I don't understand it. If I exactly, ask you why, exactly. just don't yell yeah. at me about it. But don't... Here's the thing, Jez, that's the issue. In the school system in two provinces in the, our country, they have this thing called the SOGI program, S-O-G-I. .ca. And they teach kids from kindergarten to grade 12. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. S-O-G-Y. G-I. That's soggy. G- that's soggy. G-I. Soggy biscuit. Yeah, so- that's that? soggy. There's you a reason they didn't want to call it soggy. This is the soggy program. <laughs> Gosh. There's an, <laughs> it's an acronym, dicks. Well. <laughs> Paul, do you ever play soggy biscuit? Oh God! It's sexual orientation it and it's gender identity. Soggy, it's called soggy sayo in Australia. Go, hey, oh. you you people listening right now, go on Urban Dictionary, soggy biscuit. Don't. Or do soggy sayo. Don't. Sayo. Don't do it. Probably better looking people it. on the soggy sayo. Are we honest? Yeah. It don't it and, is, and don't use Google. Stop using Google. Google yeah, just tells you what they duck, want duck, you to go. hear. I don't even know why. Yeah, I say duck, that. Duck, I use DuckDuckGo. Duck, I was just going to say, that's a great one. The problem is, is they're teaching this to kindergartners and it is the sexual orientation and gender identity program. And it teaches them about how every term applies to everyone. And essentially at any point, if my son decides the next day that he feels like being called Jacqueline instead, well, they affirm it without having a conversation with me. Sounds a bit like M theory where everything exists all at once in all areas and everything is happening all at the same time. So you ha- just have to be mindful of everything and everyone all at the same time existing everywhere. And so I just find it easier to call everyone cunts. Yeah. Mate, I don't think... My thing is, it's like, look, if you want me to like... Because obviously one of the things you have to make is a snap decision on what you think someone... Because unless someone's going to... Like, how are you supposed to know up front? So if you're a, a fat bird with short air <laughs> and I, I, call, I say, all right, all right, mucker, all right, bloke, you know, if I say that, <laughs> then you can't get mad at me. Because I have did, I did it the other day. Because it's a lot harder when people have got masks on as well. I did it the other day. I was just like, you know, all right, dude, how's it going? And then it was like they spoke, and I was like, oh no, are they going to get offended that I called them dude? Because some, you know, people, people just get fucking offended. Everything. You just all a bunch of cunts, all of you. Yeah, you know why? Because they don't have any real problems to worry about. You go to a third world country and and get see how they're living. And then you'll maybe have some perspective as to what real fucking problems are, as opposed to be getting called hey when you want to be called it or they. Like it's just such bullshit. And people, like, like I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying it's all bullshit. Like, I'm, like don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, no, I'm, I'm with you, Jez. If people want to be called it, they fucking they want to be identified as a grasshopper. That I'm fine with that. Whatever you want. But as you were saying, don't expect me to just fucking know. And don't get upset if I call you the wrong thing. You know, be nice about it. Correct me. And I'll call right. you whatever you want. Exactly. I'll, I'll call you, exactly. a, you know, a, a tree banging toadstool if you want. That's right. But don't teach it to my, don't teach it to grade, you know, age four years old and up and give and tell them that they can be whatever the fuck they want to be and be teaching that in the curriculum and not informing parents of it until it's too late. And then when my son comes home with a social contagion saying all of a sudden he's X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 which has been proven statistically that a lot of this is a social contagion in Abigail Shriver's book. And it's, it's, it, there are statistics and there is mathematics over a hundred years of data behind this, that some of this is not possible. It is not statistically and medically possible. Do not tell me that it's acceptable to teach that to four-year-olds. I don't agree with that. That's fucking not when cool. Did, 
when did that become a class in the curriculum? Like, as opposed it's, to keep your colours inside the lines, be um, nice to everyone. When Canada, like, when Canada made it an acceptable thing, it started in 2018 in Canada, and it's being taught in the provinces of British Columbia and Alberta only currently as a pilot program. And people seem to just love it and think it's great. So no longer can they go, boys and girls, it's hi, humans. Like, I think fucking- that's a that- that's not acceptable. It should be the responsibility of the parents. Like if your oh son wants God, to dress, yes. if, if your son wants to dress up as fucking Spider Man, like we all did, or Batman, you know, so, someone like Marvel, someone like DC. I'm not going to hold anything against anyone. Fair. That's up to the parents. That's not in the realm of teaching children maths and being good people and all that sort of stuff and manners. Like it's not in the realm. That's up to the parents to teach. It's for teachers. These people that you don't really know that have been given this power to mm-hmm. influence your children, that is not within their realm of responsibility. And for the government, which we all know by now doesn't give a fuck about any of us, to mm-hmm. overstep their boundaries and allow these strangers to teach your children about the world in that realm, that's irresponsible. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, could be, it could be classed as a form of mental child abuse. And so the, the psychologists and psychiatrists we've spoken with and have these conversation with have all stated the exact same fact as you. So even though you're not a doctor, you were literally echoing the same sentiments that I've spoken to medical professionals with. And there's reason why people at universities in, on, in Canada are being fired from their jobs because Canada has made these laws now where you can, it's in, it's in the constitution. So you, I mean, constitution, it's in our charter of rights. So you can literally, you, you have to follow these or you'll be fired. And there are doctors being fired for questioning whether they think a child should get top surgery or not at the age of 16 because they don't they don't have a medical clearance they're not and they're you can do all of these things especially in the united states you can walk into a planned parenthood at the age of 16 and ask for testosterone and walk out the same day without parent permission or a psychologist or a psychologist giving permission and this is all in abigail shriver's book and i'm gonna find the name of it because it's fucking fantastic can i get some of that testosterone does that mean that i can walk in and get testosterone therapy? (laughs) no you guys have enough what do you you mean five-year-old girl i need to tell you If you walk in, you could. You could then. You could. You could then. That's what I'm trying to say. That's my point. So so 14-year-old children can get testosterone therapy, but adults, and and do they get it free? Yeah, and it's free. So it's called Irreversible Damage. This is the book. Mate, you know what's brilliant? You know what's brilliant? We're living in the wrong countries. Mate, you know what's brilliant about this? Is if you are a kid, they will give you testosterone. If you use testosterone in the military and test for it on a on a drug test, you're out. They will kick you out. This is fucking yeah. brilliant. That's clown yeah. world one on one. I love it. I yeah. love how, yeah. I love how mental everything is. I love it. We live in the upside it. down, man. We live in the upside down. Like. Brady and I were talking about like moving and we're like, where do we move? So we, this was before Australia went all to hell. So we're like, okay, we've got Scotland, Ireland for English speaking. We got us, Ireland, Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, definitely not England. Sorry, Jess. And then we go, Oh, there goes one thing. Oh, well, you might as well. And then buy our own Island to become our own country. Alana Stott said the same thing. And we, I think we all agree. We should, there should be a subset of people where we all buy an Island and we all They're not actually that expensive. There's I know. No well, listen, Shark Week. I'm the least accomplished person because I'll have to be the fucking butler. I'll be the peasant. That's not true at all. You can do the hair. <laughs> no, I'll have 
Dean on one side wanted to do mad adventures. Him on the other yes. side wanted to do mad things. And I'll just be like, I just want to hang out, watch TV and do drugs. But why can't we do that? Well, that's where you and I will hang out. You okay, and I will okay, do the well. drugs and they'll run the security and Alana and I will manage the kids and, and Brady will invent the oh, tech okay, and it'll be fine. Involved. I'm out. I'm out. Hey, oh, no. hey, well, we'll be was, old was, enough guys, by then. You guys know Greg Anderson, right? Yeah. I know yeah. him. Yeah. But I've never spoken yeah. with him because he doesn't answer my DMs. <laughs> oh, I, I was on his podcast the other day, and um, he he's just bought thirty acres up in Washington State. It's like remote. I live on the border. No way. He's like he's on a river. It's beautiful. He bought thirty acres for like two hundred grand, and mm-hmm. all the plots around it are open. I say we just do the compound thing. It's it's time. We've been, everyone's been talking about it for years. I think everyone needs to move to a compound, make your own rules. Everyone band together, like all the parents band together. Stop standing, if you don't like the rules of the school, stop sending your kids to the school. Start hiring these teachers that don't want to teach this shit. Put all the money together that you have and pay for their annual fees. Surely teachers in America and Canada don't get paid that much. Uh, So it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you could probably give them a pay rise. Uh, well, and Tim yeah. Kennedy's doing that. He just opened a school down in Texas. He oh, just that's amazing. He did that. And so my son for, for preschool, he went to one of those schools. It's in the woods. He had a hatchet at four. He knows how to make fires. He can forage. <laughs> he can build a shelter. That kid is dialed. Now I got to send him into the school system where he's inside a classroom for eight hours. And this kid is wound like a fucking spin top. So it's going to be well, a nightmare. Just give, just give yeah, some, you're just going to cut the dog off sheepdog. Yeah, it's it's gonna yeah. So we're working. We're we're we need this fucking place to blow up, and for you guys to get the show to blow up, so then I can have my kid around all the time and make sure he doesn't turn into a tiny terrorist. Look, just give him half a Xanax in the morning; it'll be fine. Yeah, just you know what, Jez and I will be happy to homeschool him together. Yes, that's you know what. I trust you both. I would trust you both with him more than I trust where he's going currently. Hey. I fucking, wow, I'm absolutely down with the homeschooling, the kid thing. What I would do think is weird, though, is, like, you know, we go to Afghanistan, they're living in compounds and stuff, and you're kind of like, well, that's a weird way of living. And now I'm like, you motherfuckers now, like, are on I get it. it. They you had a dial. Yeah, we didn't catch on. We, we caught everything else from there, but we didn't catch on to the fact that it's okay to live in, in large groups and look after each other's kids and care about well, each other's I mean, families. To be fair, they do rape the fuck out of the kids. Well, um, I'm not trying to say do everything the same. And the farm animals. We could try it. Well, I mean, I just don't think it's going to be in the everyone's best interest. Well, I'm just saying, I think it would be in everyone's best interest as long as Jez and Paul have an ample amount of other things to occupy themselves, then we don't have to worry about them with the children kilo of something special uh, anything that keeps you at bay <laughs> is fine with me okay cool yeah no, listen. I, I, I think I, I, you know what's crazy is like when people ask me on politics because one of the things i'm sure you get this as well it does my head in i criticize government people are like oh you think trump would have done any better one this binary thinking of because i don't like this government i would have loved trump it's like no like i said the other day on yeah. social media it's like choosing between getting shot in the head or stabbed to death don't want either of those outcomes but people are like well what are your politics are? well my politics are leave me alone that's right. it leave right. me alone i, I yep. i'll give you some fucking tax money i'll give you some tax money to just leave me alone there's, your, there's your do the money. do the things you're supposed to do right but i just i don't even care it's like i pay but i'm not even registered we get free healthcare, and you got oh, to say oh god i just said it free healthcare. It ain't fucking it's not free, free. It's actually, ask for it but i'm not we even get the registered same with the doctor because whenever i need something doing i'll go and pay for it 
fucking done myself because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with the fucking doctors and stuff. Um, and I, I just, people like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're fucking so radical. It's like, well, no, what's radical? Leave me alone. Since when has that been a thing? It's like, oh, yeah, you're fucking trying to sexually abuse a woman. And she says, leave me alone. Oh, why are you being so radical? No, it just fucking makes perfect sense. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Sometimes no, simplicity is best. Well, that's <laughs> it. And it's the same here in Canada with the healthcare. We do the same thing. Brady's going through a massive health issue. And we've been to the emergency room more. Yeah, my husband. And we've been and he dropped like a couple of weeks ago. We thought he had a heart attack and he's 33 wow. years old. It was horrific. And 911 put us on hold. Thank God that Tesla can move. I'll tell you that because it wow. saved his life. Why and on hold? Because the government of Canada has 14 trucks running in all of British Columbia and there's not enough people and there's not enough paramedics. I have one of the paramedics who's off duty right now. He's here volunteering in, inside the office because the, the, they're overworking them so hard that they're, they can't sustain it. And so we get to the hospital. We went there multiple times into the emergency. They found out that my husband used cannabis that night and then deemed him a drug addict on paper and would not provide him with care because of it. So that happened two weekends in a row. And um, we've spoken to them about it. And the problem is, is these, you know, for the free health care I get in Canada are supposed to be the things that are supposed to work. We're having to go outside the system. So we've gone outside the system. We're paying privately for everything. Anytime I've ever needed a knee surgery or shoulder surgery, I had to go outside the system because even though we get free healthcare, it is not, it is not good. It is poorly managed the same way the government is. And nobody is asking the questions as to how do we make this better? How do we make this more effective and efficient? And how do we actually make this so that the free healthcare that we're all paying into actually does the job it should be doing? And I think we're not doing that because nobody wants to question it because then you'll end up being like Jez, a radical. You'll be taken off of Instagram and Facebook, demonetized, and you'll, you, you won't be able to have a voice anymore. Yeah, that blue check marks, the only thing I got going for me. Bro, I can't get that to save my life. They're like, you're not, we don't know who you are. And I was like, cool, I'll just it's, keep it's, yelling. I think that, I think, that, I think <laughs> nowadays, I don't think you've got any fucking chance, to be honest. Now that, now, no. that, now that it's become the culture war, like it's over it's, for me. I told you. Yeah. Like the chances of getting anything now on there, like if you haven't already got it, I think if you go against, if you want to just shove fucking pictures your ass up there, you'd probably be fine. You'd probably get it once you got a lot of followers and that. Absolutely. I, I encourage that out also, Kelsey. Oh, I mean, pictures I of ass? For, for everyone. Yeah. No, pictures of your ass. Oh, I don't have much of one. I have a mom button. <laughs> well, yeah, but neither the most so what, people so probably what, Instagram what, models. It's all, about, what, it, it's all about angles and filters. I'll right. Show you. What, I know. That's what, what somebody was, told me. There what it is. actually yeah. was wrong with Brady? We don't actually know. It's uh, not good. We He was on... Um, we, him and I do, uh, we have, we're, we're very up on our, our fitness and our nutrition and we get blood work done every six months. We go, we deal with inside tracker. We look at our DNA. Like we're very much careful about everything we do. And, um, we were on Dr. Mark Gordon's, um, uh, protocol for inflammation in the brain. And he's worked with the special ops guys and all that. And it's all been working really well. And then literally all of a sudden he was sitting on the garage and I came down and he looked at me and he, he went like pale and then started sweating and he goes i'm dying i'm dying and then he just went so basically and it, was, it was it's the basic it's the stress of living with you yeah oh. has he yeah so a, far has he had the you know what <laughs> no fuck uh uh um our car we have um i yeah, yeah. Okay. so we anyway so he um 
So we don't actually know. We've gone to multiple different naturopaths. He's been in bed for about three weeks, unable oh, to no. walk, and uh, the clarity's not there. He, what kind of why for you that you're on this podcast, not by his bedside? I tell uh, you what, this, the kind of, you're not oh, that's me. Alcohol, <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm sorry. This is just what I yeah, do. Yeah, sorry, hon. I hope you don't die. I'm just going to go hang out with my mates. Just no, he knows. Shut up. Blue eyes. He knows who what I'm doing. He knows that I have to work. My company isn't as stable as his fucking monstrosity. He's fine. He's <laughs> at home. He's he started to eat a little bit more now because food was spiking it. So they're thinking it might be potential. But too much vitamin D, magnesium. It could be a spike in that. It could be a serotonin syndrome. It could be. They're looking at fucking everything right now. But for the past three weeks, it's been the medical system has offered us no support, no help. We've been to every different people that we could be to. And as of now, we have to go completely outside of the system to find a solution because no one is willing to fight to figure out what's wrong with him. They just keep saying, go back to the emergency. And then the emergency does blood work and says your levels are fine and sends you out. And then we do this repeat cycle. So we're in this this kind of discovery phase of, okay, well, what if you eat this, what does that do? Does that set you off? So now we wait and find out. And every day is just a different day of talking to different naturopaths and different scientists and different fucking everything. So yeah, it's, it's scary because you would think the system that we pay into that I supported and that I, you know, have utilized myself would then be able to support and help my husband. This person is supposed to be my rock who I can't even get help for because nobody wants to listen because he ingested cannabis on that day. So, so, so some of the, you said there though is so I think like really important to everything that's going on at the moment is that like, there's all these potential things or maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe we don't know. Like, and like this, you know, he is an individual and they, they, he hasn't been able to go in there and someone's just like, Oh, it's, it's this because we aren't all the same. And all of us do have different right. reactions to different things. Right. And this idea that we have going around at the moment that you can just treat everyone medically the same. is just nuts. Like if that was the case, you wouldn't have doctors. You wouldn't need doctors. You'd have a mechanic. You know, it, you wouldn't it have people be, having adverse reactions to this vaccine. Yeah, but like, so this idea, having... and like you know, if any for anyone listening, I don't give a fuck what you do one way or the other. The choice is yours. But that's exactly right. the point. It should be that the choice is yours. You yeah. know, people are like, well, no one's getting forced to get a vaccine. Fuck you. If you are, yes, telling, we are. <laughs> if you are telling someone that they can't work, if you are telling someone that they can't go to that is I, the amount of messages I get from people who are saying like, I had to get it because. Or otherwise I'd lose my job, we lose the mortgage, we lose the house, what do they do with the yep. kids? That is forcing someone to get it. As much as well, as much as it is if you pin them pin them down. And I find it so absolutely. crazy that like, I don't know if you well, guys check this out. Go on. Check this out. So not only are people being chastised for not getting it. They're now in British Columbia and this came out on the 25th of August. My doctor sent it to me because this happened to me. I got turned away from all the walk-in clinics when I was really sick. I had to go to the emergency because no one would see me without a COVID vaccine or a, or a COVID negative COVID test. I couldn't go to a doctor. Right. So this was reported boy, 13 years old, turned away from the elder walk-in clinic because he's not vaccinated. He could not get medical attention at one of the doctor's office because the doctors wouldn't allow him in the building unless he was vaccinated and he was 13. And this is in Canada. Mm. So they're, they're saying, well, every unvaccinated. I thought it was only approved for people over 16. Uh, no, in Canada, it's 12. You guys uh, are fucking nuts. You know the what? Lowest fuck risk Canada. I'm just going to be the one. I'm going to take a hard stance on this. Fuck 
Canada. You guys oh, have happened. fucking let me down so bad. I used to look up to Canada. I used to think Canada was one of the best places in the world to live. And now you've just gone, you've got, it's like finding out that that pretty like girl that you had your eye on in school turns out to be a massive meth yeah. whore. It's, it's really, it's really disappointing. Like, but it's the same as Australia. Like Australia and Canada. You guys aren't off yeah, the hook. It's either. the same. You know, the, the Canadians, Aussies, like so laid back and just, you know, easy going. Everything's going to be all right. No worries. Where the, the two countries getting it in the ass the hardest? Well, as far as I'm aware, like I don't, it I don't feels know. Like it. In, the, in the West, yeah. I think you are. It's, I think it's Canada, America, and uh, sorry, Canada, Australia, yeah. and France. We seem to be the ones in, in the headlines the most. With the what's going on with the French? Crazy. The French? They can fuck off, all of them. Don't care if they all fuck yeah. off. Well, no, look, the, the, the French, you know, I, I think they're taking quite a stand in some regions. Um, people probably saw that large groups of people were going and having picnics in front of the restaurants that were only allowing vaccinated yes. people in. Okay, so the they're French just like, oh, love you, France. Wow. Love you, France. Yeah. Love you, the, what you do. The, the restaurants, restaurants are empty because they won't let anyone in that's not vaccinated. So the vaccinated, unvaccinated people camping out in the middle of the street having picnics. That's right, so, This is the money you're losing. Yeah. I love that's it. Right. I think, love it. You know, love it. That, Round of applause French. for the French. Get the fucking right. guillotines out. Rusty blades, though. No sharp he blades. Takes it, he blades. takes it to another level, Paul. you got to control That's why we love him. No, but see, I love that. Seriously, though, I how know. much would you love to see Trudeau's head go in a basket? Seriously, though. I already have I the really cops calling him. Oh, yeah, do I, you want to know? I, I do. I, I already mean, have I'm them not, calling I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating can, for it. I gotta I'm just saying break. that, like, let's be honest, you would enjoy go, Paul. seeing it. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you do All your right. thing. Listen, oh, guys. That's right. I'm on headphones, so I can still talk to you while I'm peeing. Yeah, you're fine. That's probably going to give Jess a boner. But, uh, I was about to say that. Stop reading my lines. Oh my god! No, Jazz. What's so? What's going on over where you're at? Like, what's it? What's the new regulations? Are you guys doing passports? So I'm trying to be quiet. In, we're in. We're in So to go to that festival the other day, you had to do a, a test on the day, which I haven't. Like, I'd rather that there was nothing. To be quite honest. But right. I haven't got a massive issue with doing the test because it it's is, just a test. You get and you can order them for the NHS. You paid for it through your taxes, so they don't they don't cost anything to order. So it's not right. And the tests are easy to do. I mean, and then to be honest, you don't even have to bother doing it if you don't want to. But like, let's just say that you do. And I, I really haven't got that much of an issue with that. I'd rather it not be a thing, but it you know, but I can live with that. Um, and to be fair to this festival, they also accepted proof of natural immunity. So if you could show oh. a blood test. Or if you could show that you'd had a positive test within the last year and a half, they would accept that instead. And I think, again, like that's a, that's a good common sense approach because recent Correct. studies out of Israel, which is one of the most vaccinated, if not the most vaccinated country on the planet, have shown that natural immunity is equal or better to stopping transmission and to stopping hospitalization for um, uh, like catching COVID. If you've already there's, also people, there's also people I read this morning that are debunking that as well saying that they're not reading the statistics right. Oh, well, they can debunk my fucking asshole because the statistics are right on it. Look, we've got an immune system for a reason. And in a healthy person, your immune system does a fucking amazing job. It's why we don't need to go out and get shots for most things. Like when you think about how, you think about how many viruses and things there are out in the world and how few shots we actually get in our life, that's because the fucking immune system is dealing with everything else. 
And like I said, well, surprise, surprise, the week that I got COVID, or at least the week I knew that I had it, was the week where I'd just been on a massive sesh all weekend. My immune system was compromised. What a, right. what a surprise. All of a sudden now I'm sick. And you know what? I was, only, I was just tired for a couple of days. And that was even mm-hmm. with a, a, a compromised immune system. When I'd been eating, well, everything like that, what you got there? Cholera. Hey, actually, all right, I'm going to just change what the topic here, right? Because to be honest, that? I'm bored of COVID. I'm going to change the topic. Paul, how do I eat kale? Because I bought a bag of it earlier because it was half price and it's fucking disgusting. You got to massage it, right, Paul? You got to massage the kale. Massage kale? Yes. Am I right? I'm I'm a lazy vegan. I do everything the easy way. So I just put it in a blender and drink it. I haven't got a blender. Uh, You got to get a blender, bro. You need to get a vitamin. You're going to be vegan if you never get a blender. Yeah. Well, I got got one at home, but I can't find that. There's a a neutral bullet here, but I can't find the bullet. That goes on the top. Yep. I can't find that anywhere. So yeah, this is the good stuff. You're talking about your immune system. You want to get the chlorella and the spirulina, especially uh, veterans, because this stuff helps escort heavy metals and toxins out of the body. This is like one of the most nutrient dense products on the planet. You need to get this stuff. Put it in the put hey, it in the group chat, and then I'll attach yep. it to the I'll attach. Not it until to he gets the show. deal off him. Hang on, I'm his agent. He's not doing anything for free. Whatever. Start making my own. Mm, I was just going to say, you could easily, you're a vegan. You could have your own line of vegan food. Listen, I've already given, I've already given Black Rifle multiple different marketing ideas over the past two weeks. I will also give them to you, Paul. I think you should start your own line of nutrition, vegan food. That is like something along the lines of a pun of like Fisher friends, not food, just like the group chat. That's not a bad idea. Jez, write it up. All right. While we're on the while we're on the sales, I want to shout out Combat Fuel, vegan protein, delicious. What flavor is it? Salted caramel. Mix it with your yogurt. Okay, okay, no, mix it with your yogurt. It's not vegan anymore, but it still tastes delicious. Mix it with your milk, which could be milk, so it could be vegan. It's just fucking yummy anyway. Can you get it in Canada or in North America or the US? Yeah, you can. You probably just have to pay a fortune on postage, but you should do it anyway because it's veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Great blokes, combat veterans. Shout out Send Combat them. Fuel. Everyone check them out at Combat Fuel on Instagram. Right. I'll I'm drop off. them. I'll, I'll drop them in the description, but you're gonna have to put it all in the group chat so I have all the assets for this. And then I also, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to tell me these things in advance. Give me the products so I can set them in the screen. That would take some kind of pre thought on planning. Listen, yeah. I, just I thought would, I thought we're just winging it. We just, are winging I, it. I, I, by that vein, then I've got to I've got to tell people about my coffee company, Striker Coffee Company. <laughs> yes, I'm also waiting on fucking Striker to show up here as well, but let's it's see, fine. Well, can, we, can, let's Canada's see one of our like, ads going for. Canada's one of our biggest customers, actually, uh, through the the services, through the Ambos, the cops, all that sort of stuff. So I gave a bag to my friend in the Ventura County um, Sheriff's Department the other week, and we got this double caffeinated version called Door Kicker. They renamed it Murder Boner. <laughs> great for marketing. It's a great, great. thing. I've, I've, I've had it. I can attest to the. I can attest to the murdery bonery capabilities of this coffee. I've yeah, tried. I've tried to get some of your coffee over here. I have never done a grave for a hooker oh, so fast. I'm a, I'm a, I'll get it sent to you, Kels. I'll get yeah, yeah. My, my my man running the company back there to is send it me gonna, a bag. Or two. Is it gonna is it gonna show up broken like your mug showed up? Yeah, thanks for that. That was great. My held heaps so of coffee. Fucking pissed. You know what happened, right? I was down doing the shows and I was bobbing around. So we went up to my husband's office in uh, Valencia and I said, "Hey, 
I need you to send this from your office. It'll be faster. Just send it. This has got to go to Paul, blah, blah, blah. I gave him the stuff, sent it to his warehouse. He packed it. So I go, Hey, Paul's mugs in pieces. And he goes, well, it was packed fine. And I said, it's shattered. So thank you for nothing. And he just uh, looked at me I, and I, I was like, question. I have a what? question. Where's my shattered mug? Why don't I have your address? I guess I'm the mug here. Aren't I? I'll, send, you I'll send you mine. I can send you mine, Greg. Send, send them a piece of just it. Send me a piece. Oh, I, just, just, I only need a piece for sentimental just reasons. Glue it, <laughs> just glue it to the outside of another mug for him. It's like, this is part of the mug. It's fine. It's I need your address. Good. You need to... I, again, I am fucking brilliant if people just listen to me. I have Goodness. ideas. Are you shushing us right now? What? Yeah. Are you shushing us right now? Uh, did we just get shushed? No, just a little bit. It's fine now. We can go back to normal. Tell me. All right, cool. I have on my list of topics besides Paul's new book, which we'll get more into. Um, Let's get into and, it now. Okay, all right. Paul, I was going to drop right down to the fisting, but if we can go right up to oh. Paul's new book, let's hit it. Paul. No, no, let's go to the fisting. Nope, you gave your shot up. Paul, book. Let's see it. <laughs> uncaged. Paul DeGelder, that, uncaged. That is actually me with my one good hand on the nose of a 13-foot female tiger shark. Um, the same shark that I taught Will Smith to dive with. Uh, great picture taken by my friend who recently committed suicide. Uh, at least I've got, oh. you know, a little, a little little, dedication to him in front of the book. Uh, Reef Hunter, um, Mike, miss him a lot. He's a good guy. He shot some of the most incredible stuff that we did on Shark Week, um, like Laws of Jaws 2, where I drained a half a liter of my own blood out of my human body into a bag and then jumped off the back of the boat and ripped it open surrounded by tiger sharks and bull sharks he was a guy on the bottom filming it all no actually he wasn't he was a guy that threw the the bucket of fish blood off the back of the boat after i did my own blood and i had to swim through that and that's when the shark started attacking me so good times with mike uh miss him a lot but uh, yeah the book the book man i've, I've done very little uh, promotions for it sold a ton. Um, people that want it's it's really I'm really only doing postage uh, myself in the US because it's just cheaper. I've had a lot of uh, people from Canada and the UK asking for it and Australia as well. But I got to get out to the post office and work out the the costs and stuff. So I've been doing a lot of signing, like five days straight sitting here and signing and personalizing and posting them out. But it's a um, uh, it's a it's a good story. Um, Thanks to Jez, actually, because I wrote it myself initially and then went, this is not how a story is supposed to be told. <laughs> so I uh, employed Jez to help me out and rewrite it for me. He did an incredible job. Um, and it's because I, I rewrote the first book. So the first book was called No Time for Fear. It was only released in Australia, even though it did get out here a little bit. I wanted, I didn't want to you know, just step into the second part. So uh, me and Grant rewrote the first half of the book and then added the last eight years uh, because the first one ended as I was leaving the Navy. And so, so much has happened since then. You know, my worst fears in life were sharks and public speaking. And now I'm literally a shark diving public speaker. And so I wanted... <laughs> that message of being able to turn your greatest fears into your greatest strengths to, to come through strong. Uh, and through being able to do that, my life has transformed and has become something that I could never have imagined. So good, so amazing. Uh, 
that I get to come on your podcast and, and talk about it. And you know, I get to live in LA and I get paid to travel the world and have adventures. And so, you know, being brave enough and courageous enough and sometimes stupid enough to confront whatever it is that you're afraid of head on, because obviously there's nothing wrong with being scared and doing something anyway. You know, being scared's not going to hurt you. But you not doing the things that you desire through your life because you're scared, in time, that's going to hurt you right here. You know, and it's the regrets, take it from someone who's nearly died in the most horrific of ways. The last thing you're going to think about is all the things that you didn't do and the missed opportunities that you had. And so make it a, a personal and conscious decision to confront all of those things that you're afraid of so that you can live this amazing life and be this incredible person that you're supposed to be. And so that's really the message that, that me and Karain wanted to get out to people, but also tell some good stories with some laughs and some tears. I got Jesus, something man. to say on that, mate. Like, so what you're saying there, like, is a really good point. That it's like, if you're scared, you know, that's a, a horrible feeling to have. But if you don't do something, it's a horrible feeling to have. And I think that that just goes for life in general. It's like, it's like fitness or exercise and health. It's like, it's fucking hard work to do exercise. Yeah. But then it's probably really hard work to walk up the stairs if you're fucking overweight. Like, right. there, there's, just, there's just no... There, there's always going to be something that's hard mentally or yeah. physically, whichever option you take. So take the one that's going to give you, you know, the benefits at the back end. of Yeah. That. Well, the greatest impact, you know, but not doing something, what's, what's going to be, what's going to be better not doing something because you're scared or that feeling once you've overcome something that you were scared of, like that's, that's up here. Your regret down here this is this is where you're going to exist if you just give in to everything that you're afraid of and you never push your boundaries and you choose not to grow but overcoming that fear even if it's incremental it builds you know little goals and challenges are the best way to do it because eventually those little goals and challenges become impossible dreams you know right. things that we never thought we were uh, could ever do in our lives and i can say this for fact because i've fucking lived it uh, and so take it, take it from me, who's no one special, who used to self-harm as a teenager, was bullied his whole life, has made more mistakes than I'm willing to fucking talk about, and has, has social anxiety and used to drink and like just would jump on any life raft that would come along, just trying to find my purpose in life. Overcoming that stuff has opened me up, not just in opportunity of career and mindset, but opened me up spiritually and with my heart to be where I actually, it doesn't matter to me when people talk shit about me because I know that I'm a good person and I know that I'm, I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on and I do good into the world because I'm no longer afraid of the repercussions of my fear mm -hmm. because fear doesn't actually hurt you. So get over that shit and be the person that you always dreamed you wanted to be. I feel like I just got like uh, a small snippet of what it's like to be at one of your talks. And I'm just sitting here going, I, was I feel that. like I can do anything right now because Paul together. Just told me. See, see, like, now I feel like I'm feeling I better. Comfort, like a, a warm layer oh, of blanket. Like, just, yeah. Just of come over me and just, 
I feel I feel his metal arm caress and hug me and say, see, see, there it is. Keep talking, Paul. I'm keep talking. Yeah, I feel like I've just gotten like a free seminar, like some type of Tony Robbins level shit. But it's true. You people listening, go and buy his book now. Well, yeah, they will, and we'll link it and we'll add it. Who's this? Who's this? Oh, this is big guy. This is Otis. Otis. Oh my god. Oh my god. I still have flashbacks about what you did to Paul's floor. What kind of dog is he? I can smell it. He's a, he's a shit on the carpet dog whenever Jez is here. God. Paul has a video of me. Let's see if no. you can find it later when I was <laughs> I was on the balcony wretching. Dry, what? dry wretching. Uh, I just had an upset stomach and, and me and uh, him. And was it Christine? We we went out one night. I can't remember. Um, we, we went out and got smashed. And when we came back in, I was just smashed actually. Everywhere. We, went to watch, we went to watch UFC. Oh. Yeah, I I said, don't, it was, I, I'm used to little cat poos. Not the yeah. big old, big old. Yeah, he's, he's he's ninety pounds, but he's, yeah, he's a, a he's a great day in cross with he's a great day in cross with a plot hound. Uh, I got him Christmas twenty fifteen back in Australia from uh, from the pound out in Western Sydney. Uh, brought him out here. He's like he's the most handsomest dog ever, and I know that because he steals all of my thunder. You would think well, you know getting a good looking dog is a good way to pick up chicks. They do not give a shit about me. All they care about is him. Well, I mean, he's look, very, he's a lovely dog. Yeah, he's Chicken handsome. Softy. Listen, Chicken he's softy. he's he's got two legs up on you. What do you want? Three legs up. Well, yeah, I guess you three. You, Canadians well, I mean, don't get taught to count very well, do they? Well, well, think about it. <laughs> he's got two. You're only missing two. It's technically he's got two more than you, so it's not too bad. I'm missing two. Well, you're not missing. I'm, two. I've actually, I've actually got two. <laughs> I know you have two. I'm not talking about legs in general. I mean limbs. I'm talking limbs in general. You're dickheads, all of you. God damn it. I feel like when I... I think you should send your boy to us for homeschooling. He is... I know, right? He's so Yeah, go and put a mask on, Kelsey. Oh, fuck right off. God damn it. You dick. This is what it's going to be like when I'm with you both in person. I'm just going to have to drug you both so I can haul. Because I tell you, I'm going to be drunk. I know. I know. It's all right. I'll be blitzed out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys okay. need to escape your your communism countries and come here to LA. I, uh, I'm before, coming before before it, before it turns into a communist country. Then we'll go to Texas. No, I, I, you've overtaken us now. I was saying to Kelsey that like Britain is in a lull at the moment, where yeah. we've kind of oh we've overcome like a lot of it. A lot of the stuff has kind of gone. But in the back, it's, and this is what's so fucked up. It's like things are kind of almost back to like they're not back to normal. There's still a bit of fucked up stuff going on. But pretty much things are kind of like they're close to it. But now they're talking about in a couple of months, vaccine passports. If you want to go to clubs, vaccine passports for jobs. Yeah, we already have it. You're like, look, we're over it. We're through it. Stop fucking around with it now. But that's the problem. It's like we're kind of like we're we're in this like lull, which is kind of like what a battle is like. You know, it's like that's kind of how things happen. And if you, you know, battles happen, they get they, they rage up, things calm down and then they kind of pick up again. So a lot of people, I think, have a false sense of security at the moment because they're like, well, what are you on about? We're through it now. It's like, no, go and look at what they're working on. The new, the new mm-hmm. crime bill that they passed through and these fucking, the vaccine passport things. But, and, and again, the government are fucking clever because, you know, they're not going to go. This is, this is what's so funny. If you were going to say, right, what establishments should we look at to reduce, you know, where, where, where are the people at the most risk? It's going to be things like bingo halls and like fucking restaurants like McDonald's 
Those are the places where you'd say, we're going to fucking try and keep people out of those places as much as possible. No, right. We're going to take eight, where, where do 18 to 25 year olds and guys go to nightclubs? We're going to yeah. fucking do those. Those are the people who are like the too. least risk. Gyms, yeah. They're Gyms, gonna, they that's the new one. Those. Why do they target those? Because young people do not vote for the parties that are in power. So they just throw those people under the bus with everything because it keeps fucking Ethel, who's 85 years old. You know what, Ethel? You had your fucking time. Get the fuck out of the way and let the rest of us go to a fucking club. They've made it. They've made it <laughs> now. Passport to go to the fucking dance when the Yanks were over here. You fucking, oh, it's, uh, yeah, cheating on your boyfriend. It was a Dunkirk. All that shit. I'll, I'll, I'll grant promoting super spreader events. Look. Yes. You're just, a, just a bad person. You want people's grandmothers to die, don't you? Yeah, grant? I do. He hates yeah, everyone. Do. Because you know what? What does the world look like when old people don't die? We haven't got fucking room for us all. I want to buy no, out. I, 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 I actually started, I actually started wondering if this was a plan to get rid of all the weak links. This is how this is how the government gets rid of you know, this was just a thought, yeah. and I'm sure we've had many conspiracy thoughts about this, many of which have actually come true, which is yeah. very strange. Terrifying. But it's it's you know, and Bill Gates has been all about population control. He's said it on record, we need to bring down the population of the world. And how do you do that? You create a virus that gets rid of the elderly, the sick, the fat, the unhealthy. But those are but the well, are so those are the ones that are coronavirus. But they're the ones that are living because we're protecting could, everyone. But if they could develop a virus, they develop it to take out the people who are fit, healthy, independent. They wouldn't make it the weak ones because it's the weak ones that fucking it's the weak they ones comply. that are going along with all this shit. It's yeah, like so, almost then, everyone I know who is opposed to mandates, and it doesn't mean they're opposed to vaccines, etc. Because I'm yeah, not. But they're also the ones that don't build industry. You don't have a world without them. Right. Sorry, you don't have a world a with just them. Kill a robot. That's, that's why robot I feel like I'm exactly. That's why I feel like I'm fine. You're the you're I'm, fine. I'm part of, you look. Your arm you looks like Elon Musk's new. Uh, look, check this out. This this is this is Terminator. This is bullshit. You're gonna do something cool right now. Is this? Oh god. Oh oh, there it is. Oh ah oh he no. That's not fair. Laser, you know. You know what they were? Fucking laser, laser beams. beams on sharks, laser fucking beams laser. on shark divers. Amazing. Yeah, this That's is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem cool. because he's starting to already look like the robot Elon Musk announced the other day. You're halfway yeah. there. What's your yeah. thoughts on Elon that's, Musk? That's scary in of itself because Elon Musk was one of the guys most against AI and now he's creating AI. Did you see it was though? He ever against you... it though? Or is he AI? Is he AI? Is he, he is AI? AI. We. I yeah, he is. But did you did you see it though? Did you guys see the actual robot I'm talking about? No, it's just a no. dude in a dancing. It's just a guy dancing. It's a guy. <laughs> it's like the it's like the SUV window. Bro, listen. It literally stood there and is terrifying. And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna make it so that these can just run to the grocery store." You haven't seen a picture of I this gotta, thing? Let gotta, me show I you. Look it up. What happens to this, all the, the, the people that do DoorDash for work when they have robots instead? They've got they've those got delivery robots here in LA. I've seen them roaming, roaming the streets, little R2-D2 things. You know what's so fucking I don't funny? know how they don't get stolen. Hang on, I'm going to go on a little rant here. Paul, so you've got people... Got look, people, it's you. That's a guy in a suit. That's a oh, guy no. in a suit. That's, that's, no. that's actually what my hand looks like without this black glove on it. Yeah. Listen, right, so, this is not a guy in a suit. This is literally the prototype they had at the event. A guy in a suit. 
Mate, it's good. not. No, I it's be not. When I grow up. Right, they Kelsey. took the fucking chest off of it and showed the the. They showed. Wow. But did it? it what did it terrifying. do? Did it do anything? Was it like? No, it's no, all good nothing to have a yet. Robot. Okay. Nothing so yet. Not they were AI, talking about this. They're working on it. They're talking yeah, about exactly. the circuits and stuff. And the goal is for them to make that be like, do you need something to go run to the grocery store for you? It's like they're working on making all the time, honestly. I know that's what everyone's gonna do, but there's no mouth. It's a black. Do you need me to go to the grocery store? No, I want you to stay here. Please oh yeah, to the grocery store. Yeah. I need. Hey, to look, it's smooth. People there's nothing to fuck. People are nothing if not ingenious. They'll they'll aftermarket that shit. Own hole. Yeah, I'll put holes where there was never holes before. Pimp my ride is gonna be now Elon's pimp my robot. Mm. It's called the but Tesla I, bot. It's built for humans. They're friendly. They eliminate dangerous and repetitive, boring tasks. They're five foot eight. Listen, capacity, carry capacity is 45 pounds. They weigh about 125. They deadlift 150. The speed is up to five miles per hour and the arm extended lift is 10 pounds. So these are things that they're working on. And I watched the announcement because my husband's a Tesla I guy. And so and sh- I and to, shoot I you accurately in the face within 600 feet. Why would I want it to deadlift? That is ridiculous. Why, why, why aren't they talking to lift about things someone that up. about? Like it has 10 different wanking speeds or something like that. Things that are actually going to be useful. Fucking deadlifting. That's a different type of robot. Don't make it do weird things. Oh God, you know that's what he uses. Do weird things. Um, oh. Okay, so this is a weird. This, is, but this is weird, right? So a lot of people that will use those robots and will use AI and all that kind of stuff. They're the same people who are like, oh, raise minimum wage and everything. And like, you realize that like, like these these robots that you're fucking pushing for and uh, and all these like increases in technology, which I'm not saying I'm against. But this is going to come at the cost of jobs for millions mm-hmm. and millions and millions of people. Mm-hmm. Like, and then what happens to those people? Like, they go back to Mexico. We're going to have, yeah, but then, <laughs> that's the, the promise we're going to have is but this, there's going to be a huge part of society where if you're creative or if you're working in certain, in, in certain industries, you know, basically like kind of upper middle class jobs and above, you'll still right. have something to do. Everyone else is going to be in this fucking thing. And I'm not saying it's going to happen like really quickly. But it's happening quickly about what happens with replacing AI. It's like, what the fuck are, what the fuck are people going to do now? Well, and, that, and that's why I think we're moving towards these governments that are more handout governments. But yep, what, people yep. don't what people don't understand with handouts is just because you're getting given a certain amount now doesn't mean it's going to stay at that fucking level. Handouts can go down. Which well, reminds me, I have to go. To, which reminds me, I have to go to the bank and cash my six hundred dollar check from the government that I haven't done in two weeks. What's well, you should, for? yeah. <laughs> just for just staying in this house. Just because I'm against it doesn't mean I'm not going to cash in on it. Fucking right. I don't hey, even know. Doing, hey, I don't even know how I got it. Back. I'm not even a citizen. That's what winds <laughs> me up about people. I was like, oh, this government's giving me a grant because COVID. They're not giving you a grant. They're giving you your own fucking money back. They're forcing oh, you to business, and you fucking have to pay tax every year. <laughs> oh. You're just getting your money back. Paul, don't well, say I, that out loud. I have, hey, I'm legitimate. I got an accountant. I got everything. This is the first time I've actually got money back since I was in the military. You've got an arm and a leg missing. I think your disability is quite clear to see for anybody. <laughs> What's that? What's that like you, they, they, don't need to, they don't need to send an investigator to stalk you like they did with Kelsey. Yeah, I'm a bold faced liar. Don't you guys know that? Yeah. That's what you I do. do you want do me to, I'll, like to I'll send you one of my gloves. In the road Please. Anything? What's that? Do you ever do anything to fuck with the investigator? Like, all right, if you're going to follow me, I'm going to do some fucking weird shit. Like, come watch me. Did you even know they were there? Didn't even know they were there. With all your paranoia, you didn't even know someone was following you. You need to work on your counter security. I have a feeling I know. Well, listen, there was... You need to work on your paranoia. 
Stop yeah. it. There was two situations where I looked at the president. We were out, we were on a walk with the dog because we have our cane corso here at the office every day. And um, we were out for a walk. And I, I remember I looked and turned at Tally. I said, someone's following me. She goes, okay. And I'm like, bro, someone's following me. I can, I'm telling you right now, I feel like I'm being watched. And everywhere I look, I'm, there's somebody fucking following with me. Within two weeks, we got the letter in the mail. And it was wow. the, she went here, 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 and here. So I knew I knew it was coming and I knew someone was following me and I, and I knew all of that. And I said, well, you can follow me to and from my office and to where I drop my five year off off every day. Can't fucking tell me that I'm not able to do that. At, like, just get, just fuck off. I told you what I do uh, on a daily basis. I got, the thing I got something, I got something to interject. Uh, so John Joseph, do you know John Joseph? You know no. of him? Okay, so John jo John Joseph is a very good friend of mine. He's the uh, lead singer of the Cro Mags. Uh, he's a multiple book author. He did the book Meat Is for Pussies. Got a got a lot of uh, kickback oh. from the les lesbian community. Um, his his new book out, Unfuck Your Health, amazing, blatant plug for him. His, him and I did a um, we we wrote up a documentary where we in were going to we in helped re and and what it's in the book? It's in the book, in bud. The book? It's in the book. It's in the oh book. yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, yeah. We 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 did a show uh, called Thirty to Life where we helped rehabilitate ex-convicts. Uh, you know, all really really good. He just sent me a message. Whenever he sends me a message, it's always interesting. Um, he, the message is, I mean, dude, we're in the biggest fight of our lives as human beings, also as plant-based, whatever, vegan, whatever, because they're making us inject animal products and baby lung tissue into our systems. The point I'm making is the one is the one who could be saying something for posting this sort of shit. Are white potatoes bad for you? <laughs> I don't know. You need to, you need to send him. That wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. You need to send him over my way so I can have a conversation about him and these dead oh, animal he's, body parts. He's, he is a great podcast host. He was on Joe Rogan as well. Yeah, um, he's, he's super okay. cool. He's been on a, he's been on Jocko too. Jocko All right, like well, I'll wait it. for the call. I'll wait for the call. You two uh, know how to I'll make the it. connects. Yeah. If he's that important, then he needs to, we need to be, people need to be hearing him you because. follow him on Instagram though. He's really, he's really entertaining. I like his Well, yeah. you know what, I know, I, I mean, as soon I as you said the book. With, with, with like, you know. No. Like, like veganism Absolutely and stuff. Absolutely not. But, but like, but it doesn't matter. Neither do I and I'm vegan. Yeah, exactly. But that's but it. Like, you don't have to agree with like everyone. Clearly, yeah, he's clearly a good principled guy and clearly cares about other people. You know? Well, if that's that's the only people I want to talk to. I don't care if you you don't have to agree with everything I say. You don't have to agree with every sentiment. You don't have to agree with anything I say for that fact of that matter is. But if you find some use in any of the conversation at any point in time and it's helpful for you, then I've done my job. Then I felt like I've given the platform I needed and wanted to start. Then I've done what I set out to do and and if people are like you have you take issue with some of the people i have on the show well you have free right to turn it the fuck off that well, is also you, your you, choice who you had on it was most controversial um the only one that i've had up to this point where someone was like eh, was a lieutenant uh grossman oh, uh, yeah, lieutenant colonel grossman cops. Because yeah. the cops, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only one. But then it ended up being a really, really well-received episode. It was some of the people in the community were giving me some some gripe about it. Um, but other than that, I haven't I haven't had anybody yet. But I have had the cops call me um, since Jocko. Yeah, yeah um, not anything in trouble, but just more like, hey, we just found out about you. you. You're not far from us. Like, can we come meet you? And I'm like, well, they called me the other day. And I said, am I in trouble? And they said, 
well, no, I mean, the day's still young. What are you planning on doing? And I said, well, no, I've just made some comments recently publicly about some things. And I just wanted to make sure and they're like, oh, no, we're actually calling you about a leadership deal. So I'm like, well, OK, <laughs> I was terrified at some of my Trudeau comments that were coming out that the cops were calling me because this is who called me last time was the cops. So my thought is. I'm willing to talk to anybody who has a valuable statement to say to society that's not going to harm anyone and is only looking out for individuals. I feel like a lot of these people that we talk to that I know you guys talk to and I know, Paul, you have a podcast, which Jazz and I have been very, very well told that we are not welcome on at any point in time. Um, What's that? I'm over here like begging and pleading to go on Shark Week because I want to grow up to be a shark. And Paul says I'm not welcome because of my affiliation with you, who hates all animals. Yeah, exactly. That is uh, blatantly just, not what I said, but let's run with it. <laughs> We're going to run with that. To, I just want to say as well, if the Canadian police are listening, my joke, it was a joke about guillotine into those head, but he is a commie fuck. That's well, he is a commie. And well, so no, here's the thing with him is his dad was no different. He's a high school drama teacher who has no spine or backbone and he has no education into how to handle literally anything. The only thing he does really good job at is standing there and taking it because he does not want to be disliked. There is so much hatred for him across the country right now that when he's going on these protests, they've had to cancel them because the angry mob has been so aggressive. They won't let him outside the bus. What, what's his theater production like, though? I mean, it's I mean, Canada. So, that? what do you think? I, I, like, you tell me. Someone, like, even if I hate someone, you know, like the Germans, they do some fucked up <laughs> shit. But you got to admire their efficiency. You know, they, I'm like, so with Trudeau, they built like, all this. It, it, yeah, if Trudeau, it's Trudeau is a commie fuck. Fine, but you know what? If I go and watch his uh, his produ- production at Oklahoma and it fucking knocks my socks off, then I'll give him fucking full props. I'm. It's been a minute since he's taught high school drama, and I, I would I would argue that it wouldn't it wouldn't knock your socks off. I would argue, I would argue just that trying to, just trying to just trying to be balanced. I mean, balance. balance is great. It's key. Paul, tell me about your podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Where do I begin? Uh, it's called the dirt down under. Uh, if you're going to watch it for anything at all, watch it for my co-host who is this incredibly beautiful She's Amazonian gorgeous. Viking queen, Julia Wheeler. She's a documentary filmmaker. Her documentary is about, um, the atrocious things happening to the wilderness, wild places and wild things in Africa should be out this year. Uh, I don't have a name for it, so I can't promote the name. Okay. But she's amazing, and she's a competitive freediver. She is just 100% the whole reason that the podcast happens. So uh, the Dirt Down Under, once again, is talking to people that are trying to make a difference in the world through environmentalism and conservationists, uh, but not like that's a really dry subject and it's really boring, but I have problems with being that sort of person. And so basically she like Julia prepares all night and she's got all this list and everything. She knows everything. I turn up 30 minutes beforehand and duck, duck, go a couple of things about this person. And then, and then, and then I just have a ball the whole time and you know, we, we've had people like Kate Nelson, who no one probably has heard of. Uh, she her, her Instagram is the Plastic Free Mermaid. And you might oh, I think, know who oh, she is. 
Yeah. So you might, the plastic free mermaid, you might think, oh, this is some hippie fucking crazy bitch who thinks she's a mermaid. No, she's fucking <laughs> very passionate about helping us men out, especially because the plastics that we're consuming in everyday life, which is every single one of us, because every fucking thing that we eat, wash our bodies with, store things in, is made from plastic, the harmful chemicals of those plastics leach into the things that we put on our skin and our skin is the, the biggest organ we have. It actually does eat. Uh, we put it inside of our bodies and that, that plastic, the chemicals in it actually, you know, everyone's worried about tofu. Fucking don't worry about tofu. Worry about your plastics. This shit actually mimics estrogen. And there's been scientific studies into the fact that this is shrinking our dicks and it is shrinking our balls and it is turning our baby divers into fucking lemmings. Like it's the taint, right? You mean yeah, you the, mean, yeah shrinking, I know who she is. Taint, which is shrinking the dick. Yeah. yeah she calls the, it like that's the ano something, the anal testy fuck something. But it's basically yeah. shrinking our dicks and it's it's making us sterile. And so obviously that's so a much. very serious subject that I have a problem with. But I also have a problem with taking things seriously. And so we have we have a great time, but it's it's edutainment. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. very important information. Things like uh, who else do we have? We had. Um, oh, oh, so the reason that I actually have this long a beard at the moment, I don't really grow my beard this much. Uh, it's usually pretty trim, but uh, and it's not really long at all anyway. But I, I plan mean, to shave is. half of it off for a, for a photo op for my my friend um half cut jimmy half cut who is trying to buy up all of the land of the oldest rainforest in the world which is in australia it's called the daintree rainforest uh and they're trying to put roads through it they're trying to turn it into resorts and this is like 50 percent. the reason half these beards cut off is because 50 percent of the world's rainforests half of them have been cut down and as we know from learning about the Amazon and stuff, the, the Amazon and the rainforests are the lungs of our planet. And we're cutting our fuck, we've basically cut one of our lungs out of our chest. So you want to why, wondering why global warming and climate change, we're having all these fucking forest fires and the Amazon's burning and we've got flooding everywhere, worse year by year by year by year. Look at what we're doing. So, you know, he, he's taken it upon himself to try and save the oldest rainforest in the world. Um, he Really good guy. So going to shave my half my beard off for a little What's photo. What's his name again? How, is it uh, James? Jimmy, Jimmy Halfcut. Yeah, so that's like, episode four yeah. on your show. He literally yeah. has a huge one-sided beard. He looks very strange. Um, you know, we've got Simon Baker who runs the Plant Proof podcast. Definitely worth a listen. He's also Chris Hemsworth's nutrition advisor for his new app. Um, Matt Porteous, who is the royal photographer for the um, Will and Kate. Yep. And he has started a platform where storytellers can come together and display their photos of the ocean to build a, a new ocean community of storytellers to teach people about what we're doing, how beautiful it is, people that are out of touch to learn about the beauty of our ocean nature, which is something that I'm super passionate about. Um, we had, we had, oh man, we had, we had 12 episodes. Oh, Ali Tabrizi, you know, everyone was yep. pushing back against, you know, Seaspiracy saying that there was all this stuff he didn't mention and the numbers were wrong. And so I'm, I'm in the documentary. It was fantastic, I, by the way. 
but I read like, you know, we were talking about earlier, I read all the negative comments and they affected me. And I'm like, oh, am I a part of something that wasn't telling the truth? And so we mm-hmm. had Ali on the podcast and I played devil's advocate. And I'm like, okay, so tell me about this. Why are people saying that you put words out of context? Why are people saying the number's wrong? You know, I want answers here to explain it to me. And he did. And he broke it all down. And it was really informative. Once again, I do have a hard time remaining serious. Uh, but really, really good, hard-hitting people that are only trying to do good in the world. So it is worth a listen. Uh, we're going to start season two, uh, traveling around America very soon, hopefully. I'm excited to see that because I, I think the podcast that you guys are doing, you're working really hard to highlight people in a way. And I think if it was just a serious and they, and she kept it as serious and didn't bring you on, I, 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 I don't know if it would have gone as far because there's a way to talk about these things that's digestible for, for people. And if you, if you allow yourself to have a little bit of levity with it and a little bit of comedy within it, sometimes that allows people's brains to stick on a topic a little bit more. It will, it's easier digestible. It's more digestible for people when it doesn't feel so heavy constantly. And it seems like you've done that really well on the show. Just going off. I was just reading off of your list here, like, uh, cause you were, trying to figure out who you've had on, but I was just looking off of your list and that's an impressive, like heavy hitting list just to start. How many episodes are you guys trying to do? Are you doing seasons? Like what's the goal for this? We, we don't want any end date. We, and I went into this a little concerned to be honest, because I've done a lot of podcasts, uh, but I never considered myself to be a good interviewer. I've done it a couple of times. I did it for Jason Statham, for the Meg. I did it for Blake Lively, for the Shallows. And I really didn't feel like I did a very good job. Like Discovery Channel didn't give me any training in it. They didn't give me any guidance. I basically was just like, hey, okay, so now you're going out to the film set of The Shallows for the first interview I've ever done. And you're going to interview Blake Lively. uh, And then you're going to go to New York and do it. And I was like, oh, okay. No idea how to do that. Um, (laughs) And so... I, you know, I did the best I could at the time, but then, you know, Julia wants to do this podcast, this radio show. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm a yes man. I'm like, let's, let's get out of our, our comfort zone and just do some shit that I don't know how to do because how else are you going to grow? So I was very concerned that I wouldn't do a very good job, but I went into it. And the funny thing was I found that I actually really enjoy it because I don't have to be like anyone else. I can just be yeah. myself and I can ask, the things that I want to know, like I, I have, I've been vegan for four and a half years. I still have questions about it. Like I don't like to be stuck inside my echo chamber. So I follow people that are part of the carnivore movement and people that are against veganism and people are for, because I like to have a, a well-rounded uh, knowledge of what people, you know, are people, what, what is the shit that people are talking about it? What is the good stuff people are talking about it? Like, and so this gives me the opportunity to get people onto my show and get the answers from, you know, the the mouth of the horse. That's not it. From the horse's mouth. The horse's, the horse's mouth. Oh, well, the, I want to get it jazz. from the ass of the horse. Yeah. Exactly. The, the, ass the, the shark's ass. Get it from the, the shark's shark. ass. Which exactly. is where but, I probably went out at some point. Well, Just imagine I, part of you has come out with shark's ass. That's I really know, terrifying. That's yeah. bonkers. Can you imagine how much like the bones of a hand and a fist would hurt coming out of your ass. No. Yeah. They're little well, sharp Jez, flangy bones too. Well, Jazz would know. I mean, he has them go in and out on a regular basis. 
Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited. Shush, Jez. I'm not no, done. I'm not, Hold on. Yeah. So, so we I, don't I have an end date. No, a serious one. Is Julia, um, is, is, was she an actress? Or an actor, sorry, as they say now. I'm sw- I swear I've seen her on TV like, doing proper acting, like, you know, not documentary stuff. I don't think so. But I hmm. don't know her whole history. Uh, I kind of just like, she's, she's that good looking. I kind of like just sit there oh. and drool half the time. Dude. I'm sorry, but those photos of like your promo photos and stuff where you guys are just standing there, I literally I turned to my husband. I just went, I'm going to leave you right now for her. <laughs> yeah. because- she has this ass. Was that you slipping like- off your chair? Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was. It's. It's. Hey, you, talk about cracking need, walnuts with that thing. Is she? Is she married? Because if she's not, what are you doing with your life? She's single. You keep keep. What Paul the fuck are me. you doing? Yeah. No, Paul is He's not allowed to be single. For me. If he, you shut your mouth, Jazz. If he can lock that down, he needs to lock that down immediately. He's locking me down. Well, she, she she lives in Australia for one. Who and cares? Two, Move her over. Green card. And two, I don't date people I work with. It just like it's a, the the fastest way to hate someone is to work with them or live with them. So Thanks, let me th- listen. We're, we're, we're planning on doing both. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. I I'm gonna de- here. It's I'm gonna, gonna be a I'm big gonna, compound. Yeah. I'm gonna be devil's advocate for you here because I think she's that hot. Let me tell you why. I know it's maybe only like I'm maybe only of one of them and knock on wood, but like I've worked with my husband for. He's got his company across the street in his building, which is not even close to mine. This guy is like next level. So he's got his deal and yet he still works with me. And so we work together and live together and yet we're good. I think it's possible. And I don't think you have to hate the people you work with. I think you have to find the right person to be with that you can tolerate being with all of the time. I think, I think there is a a place for it. So I'm just saying like, if the opportunity arises itself and that woman falls in love with you and you're like, sorry, I can't work with you or date you because of one of the other, I'm going to punch you in your fucking face because she is so hot. She is so hot. You would marry up so hard. And, and, you know, you can talk about hot, but she's smart. She's She's brilliant. She's uh, yeah. She's really great. She's not just a body. She's, she's intelligent. She's athletic. She's she's a value add to the world. She is somebody that is uh, women and children should look up to. She's a great example for making the world a better place. I'm just saying, like, there is no better package. And like, she's also got an amazing accent. So I'm just I guess I'm confused as to like why. I think you, you are confused. I think you're going to start doing something with that <laughs> microphone if you keep going down this road. Listen, yeah, all I'm saying, sure? maybe you should marry her. Listen, all I'm saying is there is credit where credit is due and she deserves all of the credit is what I'm saying. And I'm thinking Paul's a great guy. I'm not disregarding that at all. No, hang on. All right, here we go. I've seen pictures of Paul working out with all of the things. I've got the people in the building that are going, oh my God, you're talking to Paul together tonight? Like, trust me, Paul gets enough on the back end of things. He's fine. I'm just saying she's gorgeous and seems like- I'm I'm sure she's not short of offers. All I'm saying is that would be like the cutest couple and it would make for a great TV and podcast. And then tiny little babies that are little ocean lover babies who learn to swim really early. I'm seeing Instagram videos. I'm just, I'm just throwing it all out no, there. Paul, don't do it. We're oh moving God. to Vegas. We're having a battle. I feel like, do not I feel like it would be a bad idea. Poison. Okay, fine. As, all I'm as, saying. Look, as, as tempting as it is, 
And, and like, I, I love it to death. She's incredible. But working and living and like, yeah. I don't, I've never met anyone I've been able to do that with. Really? I, I feel like there's a, a professional distance you need to maintain. And I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I feel like we know ourselves pretty well. And yeah. I know myself well enough that I, I actually really like my alone time. I like mm-hmm. quiet. I just hung out with my dog. And then when I choose to be around people, I can make that decision and I can make the effort and go and do that. Yeah. So there's probably a reason why I'm 44 and still single. And it's not because I'm a car. One's good enough for you. Because I'm actually, That's why. I'm, <laughs> thank you, Jez. No one. No one. <laughs> Except you. Oh, First call ambassador. What is that? What is that thing? Yeah. Nice call. Isn't that, in that thing? It's like, if he's, if, if you're, uh, if you're good, you're not good enough for anyone unless it's me. And like, I feel like he's got this stalker no, syndrome. But like me, it's like me and Paul, our relationship isn't one of lovers. It's just one of love. So, oh, fair. so it's like, you know, yeah, he no can have his alone time with together. you. It doesn't matter. We can be in the same, we're going to have the same house in Vegas. I'm taking my sp- sterilized sperm there from all the plastic. Okay. Um, and like, Paul's going to have one and we can just, just do our own thing. doesn't matter. But then when it's time to come together, we're like transformers or power rangers and we just form into this Voltron, bigger Voltron. We're just forming into this bigger thing and it's just going to go through Vegas and it's just going to be like smash, 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 smash. Well, Vegas is only two hours from me and I would like to just witness. I'll just witness. I actually have have no desire to go to Vegas whatsoever. I went once for like four days. (laughs) We'll, We'll start our own casino in Montana. There you go. I, don't even, I, don't, I only gamble with my life, Jez. Oh my God. Well, yeah, but I'm not, not trying to put potholes in the road, road to happiness, it. but it's just for the there, there's things. There's things we need to talk about in our relationship first before we get to that point. All right. Oh, there was. Wow. We're going to have the talk. See, see, this is the thing. You need two different types of people. Like Jez mm. is the emotional, like, yeah, like just 100% right now. Whereas <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit older, a little wiser. Not not smarter, Jez. I'm not smarter. Daddy. Just been around yeah. a little longer. And mm. so, you know, I'm the level Fair. 10 part of this. That's Whatever okay. you want, Daddy. I'm not sure where you fit in, Kelsey. Well, excuse me. You I watch. always fit in. I am <laughs> yeah, the watcher. I know you do. You just have to wedge yourself in there somehow. Listen, don't worry about it. I wedge myself just fine figure, in plenty of the places. The mother figure. That's right. I am. And that is often what I get called. And I'm perfectly fine with that because then at least I still get to witness and not feel the pain the next day that everyone else is feeling when I just sit there and go, I told you not to do that. So it's fine. I'm cool with it. That's the reason we're going to do it. The pain is the real that's reason. That's the point. I don't well, like pain. When someone sits there and says, don't do it. Of course we're going to do it. Don't that's how you we know join that the military. I, that's, that's why I do like it though. Bitch. It's reverse psychology. It's called, I want to see you do it. But you just need a little extra push to be like, no, you shouldn't do that. And you're like, fuck that. I should absolutely do that. And I'm like, man, there we go. So don't worry. Except, I- no, except no one in our crew ever says you shouldn't do that. Well, yeah. fine. Then I'll just have to just, find a new like, way to I can't really, you to do I can't things. think that ever happens if someone's like, you shouldn't do that. It just no, doesn't, I literally doesn't parachuted into the ocean for two days and two nights with no food or water surrounded by sharks. And not one single person said you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Until um, after I did it, and I told myself you shouldn't do that again. Read about well, it in the book. Read about. It. Did you just, did you <laughs> just do that? Oh my Absolutely. god, Jez. Oh, Jez. So, Jez, oh, you want to sell some copies out here? 
Yeah, well, I need a copy. I'm again. I'm you buy one. Paul's got copies for sale. I will buy it. Where do I have to buy it, Paul? Maybe you'll send it. It's like you said, his mug. Don't you ever? Bro, I'm in Canada. We don't have Venmo. You don't get one. Well, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I feel like I'm getting fucked here, and it's not in the fun way. Oh, that sucks. So anyway, James, back to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what's going on with you, mate? Uh, you've been out in Wales. You've been playing with cats. And, Fuck you uh, both. I got to go pee. Keep talking. And, <laughs> Jez, uh, I'm handing it to you for a moment. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, you take it, Jez. Welcome well, to I'm, I'm still on comms. I'm, still on, I'm just going to get another beer. Right, Paul's going to get I'm, a beer. I'm, I'm actually friends, drinking friends my week's worth of beer on this well, podcast. Well I, well, I have you friends of Brass and Unity. Um, my name is Garrett Jones. I am running for mayor of Alberta. Um, I want everyone to unsubscribe to this podcast. Kelsey has had enough of fame and fortune. She's asked me to take over the podcast. Everyone come over and join Veteran State of Mind. Instead, we have uh, we have the same guest, basically. So if you want a guest who prepares, and if you want a guest who's thoughtful and a guest who cares, then go with Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Go with Kelsey. If you want someone who can't even who doesn't even know the difference between a guest and a host, then come over to Veteran State of Mind. You're all welcome. Um, oh, fuck, just got cramping my toe. Um, what's going on with me, really? Not much, to be quite honest. Down in London at the moment, finishing off a new book. I recommend you check out Paul's. It was a joy to work on. Let me tell you a little story about Paul as well. Oh, hang on, Kelsey's back. She's going to cut me off. No, I'm not. What did you say? I was going to tell you a little story about Paul. Okay, tell me. I'm going to tell you about the first time that we met. <laughs> So I did a podcast I was on. I think it was Global Recon Podcast. So shout out, John, Global Recon. Uh, he was doing a lot of free shout outs today. We I are, see that. Maybe we, maybe we are the communist fucks. Anyway, um, so I checked out, listened to a podcast. Well, I'm going to listen to the guy that was on before me to do a bit of prep for the podcast. And of course, it was Mr. DeGelder. And I was like, oh. fuck, me. fuck me. This is going to be a bit of a disappointment for the listeners going from Paul to me. But then I heard that Paul was in L.A. And I was in L.A. at the time. So I got in touch with the podcast host and I was like, have you got Paul's number? Because we're both going to be in LA over Christmas. I can't imagine he's going back to LA for him. And he put us together and I gave Paul a text. We shot a few texts back and forth. And then we had the bar to meet up in and he's like, shall I drive in or get an Uber? I'm like, mate, British squaddy and an Aussie digger. Um, digger, by the way, is what you call Aussie like grunts. Got it. Things Thank you. Yeah, um, don't oh like, don't you went there. Come on. <laughs> just people, yeah. are, people are thinking it. Um, I'm like, we're gonna meet, we'll meet in a bar, mate. I'm pretty sure I know which way this is gonna go. And then it was just Voltron, magnets, roll of magnets. I can feel yep. them from across the ocean. I I'm glad about you. I'm your friendship makes me happy because when I first started talking to Paul, I got Paul through, was it you, Jazz, that you hooked Probably me up me. with? Probably, yeah, because yeah. it was, you have been my connector. You have been my, like, uh, my my central nucleus. And I'm the what LinkedIn is, and the veteran community. You are. And then what happened was, is I found you through Jesse Phillips and oh, Jake Jesse, Phillips. I love Jesse. Yes. I'm also in love with Jesse. That's a, one well, of the things I can't tell Paul about. I'm also in love with Jesse. Jesse's pretty great. And then you got me that. And then I started talking to Paul. And, the, and it went really well with Paul. And then I met you and then I had you on the show. And the one thing that I heard the most out of the podcast I did with you was they could not, people could not get over now because I had Paul on and you, they could put two, two and two together. 
And it was the most adorable bromance and people genuinely commented on it. And they brought it up to me like as a standalone comment being like, those two seem like great friends. And that is a beautiful thing to see others acknowledge from two very different episodes to actually put two and two together. And it, it is a nice, it is nice to finally see people who genuinely care about one another to the extent that I care about, say my friends, because it's hard right, to what explain. I mean, you know who uh, was that put me on to, put you on to me actually it was Nate. Nate Boyer? Yeah, it was Nate that put you on to uh, put, put put us together cuz I ignored the email the first time so I think I was like fucked up. Like, the one that Nate sent you about me? Yeah, I just ignored it. He was what like dude that was, but then Paul said that Paul What did he this, say? It was both what did it he was say? Paul and Nate. He was like oh, I think this would be a good podcast for you to do and um and then I just ignored it because like to be honest if like if I'm hungover and I get emails and stuff I'm just I just forget them. I like it's not like nothing against you. I do this all the time. I just like have a. I've noticed as well, right? If I have it like so, the other week the, the Afghan stuff like kind of like made me upset. The other week, obviously. yeah, you think? Yeah, and, no one could uh, tell. But like, you know what's crazy is I can't remember. Like that week, I just blank. I just if you ask me now to sit down and write about that week, I have no memory of it. I think my mind just goes, you know what? You weren't very happy this week. Control alt delete, wipe the memory. Because like everything, because I was going through my emails, like, oh, I thought I was going to have a whole, I thought I'd booked a hotel, but obviously I haven't. And then I went through my emails. I'm like, holy fuck. I went, I booked a hotel. I have no fucking memory. of oh, booking wow. Myself. Like I think my mind just, just literally goes and wipes out that fucking week. It's a bit bonkers. Really, well, I've, I've noticed. It well, it's probably because your, your brain's not talking to it's different, um, yeah. uh, different lobes on the same frequency. So I went down to San Diego a couple of months ago. I got offered this free brain treatment where they Pretty basically, good. Uh, it's through, was that through you? Was it? That was through me. Oh, this okay. guy literally yeah. is the connector of all the good in the <laughs> world, Paul. Maybe you need to go and do that. Uh, I did end up with shingles the next week, so th that's how low my immune system got. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I don't think it was the brain treatment. It was the fact that I was in San Diego and I was <laughs> staying for two weeks with two ex Navy friends that drank twenty five White Claw every night, oh, and God. so obviously I didn't want baby. them to drink alone. And so I, I came home back to LA and I got shingles that week and it freaking broke me. Um, so, so immune system so low, I got shingles, still couldn't get COVID. Night three of no sleep. I'm laying in the bathtub naked at three o'clock in the morning crying. Like, I, I just want to go to sleep. I got this <laughs> rash across my, like shingles is like the sign. It's a big rash across half your body. And very painful. I use rash in a like a very sort of like term that's it's not a rash. This thing is like blisters. It feels like there's hooks underneath the rash into your muscles and your nervous system. And every time anything touches it, anytime you move, it's like your whole body's being ripped apart. <coughs> Jesus fucking. And so and you yeah, know that you, and, and like Paul's Paul speaking as someone who has actually been ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. It, Damn it, it was, he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pretty high pain tolerance and this shit broke me. Um, and I, I have no medical treat, no um, insurance in America either because I found a loophole. I don't want to pay American medical insurance. It's obscene. So I found a loophole. I got travel insurance from Australia for the whole year. So everything's covered. Oh. And I, I went back, but I went onto the website to make sure that it was, you know, see what it covers They'd cancelled all travel insurance because no one was supposed to be travelling. Didn't oh, no. inform anyone. So I had no travel insurance, had no insurance. 
fortunately, I've got a friend uh, who's a nurse. She got me a script and boom, fixed it within 48 hours. Uh, don't know where I was going with that story. Oh, the brain treatment. You Maybe you should go get that because that's actually supposed to help a lot of people. We've just, we've had too many blows to the head. Like, yeah. I'm so people like, oh, did you get him in the military? No, I tripped over a stepping stone when I was six and smashed my head on the the clothesline, the metal piece of the clothesline. You know what the doctor did? We had we had a hospital across the street from my house, which was very good with three boys. Um, I don't know if the X-ray machine was broken that day or we were just too poor to use it. But the doctor opened up the hole in my forehead, stuck a pair of surgical scissors in the hole and ran it across my skull to see if it would get caught in a fracture. So, what? Yeah. So in the book. not always. Read about it in the book. Read about this and more falls injuries in the book. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. What is wrong with him? Yeah. Uh, so that's just one of many. The DeGelders never get sick. Uh, the fun, the, my whole, all my brothers and sister that were all military within the Australian military, everyone, right. probably not anymore, but everyone knew a DeGelder, um, were <laughs> artillery, medics, infantry deployed everywhere. So, um, yeah, a lot of head trauma. And so maybe you should probably go get that Jess. I think everyone that's taken some solid blows to the head should look into it for the special operations guys in America. They actually do it for free. Um, so definitely worth something to look into. I, I believe they have it all over the country in the US as well. So Wave, yeah. Wave you, Neuro. Wave Neuro is the name of the company. Wave Neuro or, Wave, or the, the Brain Neuro? Treatment Center. Neuro. I had them on a podcast. Check them out. I did an episode with uh, Eric and I forget the name of the other guy that was on the podcast, but they were great dudes. Sean. Um, Sean, yeah, Sean and Eric. You need I, to, I, I, I again, Jazz. To, um, I, need I, to... I actually don't want to get to the point where I'm not wiped. I like this thing of just my brain wiping the slate clean when i have a shit week it's quite nope. nice <laughs> nope we shouldn't be doing that that's no, that's i'm all right with it i'm, no, I'm but, cool with it. it's basically just like doing drugs but free I'm no but right i would it. agree with i would i would agree with you though that week like last week was i don't sucked. know about it yeah it sucked a giant donkey dick and it didn't just suck for the fact it was what it was it sucked because of so many of the reasonings behind it how it was handled how it wasn't handled if you were able to get people, if you did try to move people and the people died, it was a fucking nightmare of a week trying to cope and function with that. And I can echo that sentiment of it feels like part of that week is completely erased from my brain um, with no exaggeration. It, it honestly, it, that was sad broke. because this is like the absolute epitome of how you should not do an extraction of a military force. Like, yeah. It, you cannot you cannot believe that this wasn't done on purpose. If you think that the the Biden administration didn't plan and have a deal with the Taliban to leave all of that shit there, then they did, and you're, I have you're proof of it. I don't have any proof, exactly. but I know it anyway. It's just you don't need like it. That's Paul what I'm saying. saying. It's like, like, like we say you don't need it. It's just like there's no way. Like, so for instance, for anyone that doesn't understand the military that well, I'm sure most of your listeners probably do. So why don't you guys give me a roundup before you start? Well, That's on, what I just, want you to do. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. So the Marines had to clean the base before they left. That's so right. The military does not leave stuff behind on accident, right? So they had to clean the base. So do you really think that they were that it was leaving weapons and equipment behind. And people say, oh, well, they belong to the NFA. We could have gone and got them. A lot of the stuff was just on the bigger bases that were jointly held. 
you know, okay, some stuff would inevitably fall into their hands, but there was a lot of stuff that didn't need to. And so when it's like, when you've got people picking up cigarette butts before they leave, but leaving Black Hawk helicopters, yes, that is a fucking deliberate, deliberate move. So what I was going to get you to do, Jess, was can you give the listeners or Paul or both of you a little bit as to what we're even talking about for those that have been blindly not paying attention to anything? I don't want to talk to anyone. I, I, I won't do it because I, I wasn't there. I know that I know the limitation of my my knowledge. Uh, okay. I was never there. My, my little sister was there, so she'd have a better knowledge of it. But uh, I think great probably lead this uh i i'm basically just going off the best information available to me which is through following some of the soldiers on the ground some of the uh the pmcs on the ground and, and people in the know but jez was there so mate i'm gonna leave it to you i wasn't there recently though that's the thing is 10 years since yeah I was there. yeah well, but um, same same with me though but we still know and you still have an understanding as to how this could have happened so poorly so i think you might be one of the best ones to kind of break it down well, in an honest way. I think I'm just going to go ranty now, aren't I? It's well, but that's okay. Fucking, I'm giving you the door to do that. It's just good old-fashioned politicians being cunts. They're the, they're the same the world over. Afghanistan, what happens? Can't Taliban start winning ground. Does the, does, does the government, do they go out? Do they, do they give their troops a morale boost? Do they come out and visit the guys? No, they go in a fucking helicopter with over $100 million of cash and fuck off to the Emirates. That's what a fucking politician is in every country in the world. They are snakes. And at the first sign of trouble, you get the fuck out. So what, what I've heard from people that were on the ground is that basically all these units were told, right, the deals made by the Taliban, stop fighting. So this idea that the ANA and the Afghan army just gave up is not really true. They were told by their government to stop fighting. That's very different to, well, we're just going to give up. Now, other units that did give up, yeah. But you know what? If I was fucking surrounded and given an option to live or not live, and I knew my government would fucking offer the 100 million in a helicopter, I'd probably give up too. So all these people are saying, you know what fucking pissed me off? Motherfuckers who never gone out fucking had a fight a day in their life saying, oh, the Afghan army don't have any spine for a fight. Well, you don't have any fucking spine for the fight, you little cunts. Maybe you've done one six-month tour in Afghanistan. These fuckers have been fighting for some of these blokes. Ten years straight, no breaks. Oh, they don't have any spine for the fight. Shut up. Oh, go on, Kelsey. Interject. No, no, love. I just no. I I agree with you. You're not you're not wrong. I mean, I do love the the small dig that I just got from you without you realizing it. Listen, we all sometimes some of us only do one tour and some of us yeah, only fight as one tour. But that's my point. Is Afghan army don't have any fights in them. You know, no, and. No, exactly. But it is being said, and that's what's really disgusting, is because these people did fight alongside of us and they never, ever got to leave and go on HLTA and get breaks and get danger pay and get to go inside of FOBs and have Tim Hortons and have Pizza Hut. And then but also the on the other side of that, was there any doubt in your mind that the <laughs> Taliban weren't going to roll over them? No. The speed. I didn't think they were going to roll over them. That I fast. thought they were going to grind it out. And Everyone I, I knew thought, it was going to go back to the warlords. I, I thought it would take, but at the end of the year, deals would start to get to made. People would start, and and I I did not see what I did not see this coming, and I don't think anyone did because I don't think anyone thought that they would get told to stop fighting. I don't think anyone saw because one of the only reasons that they were able to advance so quickly is because they took all the fucking they had all of a sudden they've got all these humvees and the equipment and, and all, all this the, equipment and the labs and all and, and the, the blackhawks like people underestimate just what a difference some good communication equipment will make mm-hmm. and that makes yeah, a which now the taliban has they're one of the most well equipped fighting forces in the world now thanks to america they uh, have more america equipment than the canadian military has 
Yeah, and, and, and probably the Australian. Oh, easily. Because, that's because of the strategic... Look, the reason there's been so many wars fought in, in Afghanistan, from Alexander the Great, shout out Stephen Pressfield, the Afghan campaign. I love reason, it. So <laughs> I love it so much. We've got to, you've got to shout out your mates. So the reason, that, the reason that... You should get Stephen Pressfield on, by the way. He's fucking amazing. Well, when so, you make the connect, I'll have him on the show. Well, the, the reason that Afghanistan has so many wars fought there is because it's strategic location. Basically, it sits on the crux between... It's always been empires, but realistically, it's still kind of empires now because of America, obviously, has interjected themselves into it as well. Mm -hmm. and there's a few things going on here. One of the, you know, is there's ISIS are present in Afghanistan. And even though I do think ISIS and the Taliban are obviously more closely ideologically aligned than, say, America and the ISIS or America and the Taliban, they are different forces. Right. And I think one of the things that we're going to see now is the Taliban fighting ISIS with American backing. But the mm -hmm. other thing is that, you know, Afghanistan, correct me if I'm wrong, shares a border with China. It shares oh, a border yeah. with Iran. It shares a border with Pakistan. And I think that America has basically just eaten this kind of realist pill of, you know what, if we can't beat them, let's be the fucking ally. Uh, and then they know that there's no way that they can be their ally publicly because no. America's not going to swallow that after 20 years of war. But look, let's take emotion out of it for a minute. America's allies. Let's look at a couple of the strongest allies. Germany, Japan, Great Britain. They broke away from Great Britain. We have fought several wars against America, you know, including the war that started it all. We're now best of fucking friends. Amer America and Japan have a very fucking strong relationship. America nuked Japan twice, 75 years ago. Now they're close friends. So the idea that they will not become allies with the Taliban is just absolutely bonkers. They will become allies. It's going to be underground at first, but... Within it's our already life, happened. Get sent to the concentration camps. We will see America and, and the Taliban have any working relationship openly. Well, and it's, yeah, the only it's, problem it's, there is the, the human abuse violations. Mate, do they give a, they give a fuck? Bro, Look, we're Saudi with Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia like this. Oh. It, but 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 I'm but I'm saying that. That's what I mean. Like China is yeah. one of the biggest human abuse countries on the planet, and they're in bed with everyone. They're in bed. You know, as much as the diplomatic ties fall apart. Where do we get every fucking thing we have from? China. China. Yeah, and they just turn a blind eye to it. It's and like, Australia is the same. They're no different. Indonesia took over um, West Papua. Most people around the world haven't even heard of this place. So Papua New Guinea, there's East and there's West. It's just West Papua and Papua New Guinea. Indonesia took over. They're doing a full genocide massacre for the um, the 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 fucking mineral wealth mineral. soil and all that stuff. Indonesia said out outspokenly to Australia, mind your own business. Right. What does Australia do? Mind your own business. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's what it's, governments it's, do. It goes, man. It's like, and, and look, you know, and this is one of the things that winds me up about people, you know, with like someone like the British government who sells arms to Saudi Arabia, which get used to kill kids in Yemen. Um, you know, it's, for them to have a leg to stand on to say, well, you've got to do this because you might kill, kill grandma. Okay, well, we, we know I might kill grandma if I pass something on. We know for a fact you are killing children. Yeah. So how, do, how, how come we don't address that? How about we fucking address what you're doing? Oh, because it's lying in your fucking pockets. And anyone that's it's out inconvenient, there, truth. anyone that's out there to trust government and stuff, I'm sorry, but you're a fucking whale omelet. You are as thick as a whale omelet. Paul, I know you don't like whale omelets. 
So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I should have used the better. I should use I don't, the I don't think, I don't think whales lay eggs. So it's a mute. Yeah. No, 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 no. Good. You make the omelet with eggs and then you put whale meat in the middle of it. Oh, no, you don't. Clearly you do, don't eat many omelets. I'll half I'll your ass you. if you do that. I'll come and cook some for you. I only eat deceased whale. Um, natural, oh. died of natural causes. Have you, have you ever actually smelt whale? I, mean, one stood, of the most, I stood next to one of the most horrid, disgusting things ever on the planet. I can't believe people actually would want to eat that. Mate, I, but, look, at the end of the day, gains is gains. But I went down to a beach once. <laughs> I went down to a beach once where one had washed up. It was on uh, Trestles Beach in, uh, in Southern yeah. California. There's one washed up there. And you could smell it as soon as you got out of the car. Man. Oh. It was but you know what, though? Like, I gotta say that I like. I, well, okay, let's get off Afghanistan. Fuck that place. I'm not. I'm, I love the people, okay. but like, it's just make me angry. <laughs> I want to talk about conservation and stuff because I gotta say, okay. right? Paul's brand of conversation. Conversation. Well, actually, it is his brand of conversation. I never thought that I would seriously see myself having a future where I didn't eat meat and all that stuff. Now I gotta say, there's no way I'm ever stopping drinking milk. It just ain't gonna happen, right? I'm still oh, I'm taking so a hard stance though. on that one. Taking a hard stance on that one. Cow come. Oh. I don't give a fuck, mate. I got no issues with that either. That shit. I'll drink that oh. still. I'll drink this. I'll it's drink full whatever. Full of pus and blood and hormones and. Mate, I, I genuinely don't care. As we said earlier in the podcast, blood sports. I don't fucking care. So, oh. and look, at the end of the day, there's very much a difference between, you know, some farm and another farm. We can go into that. But what I will say is that, like, I've got, I've got, I'm not. I won't, some people out there will send you videos of slaughterhouses and try and like shock you or guilt trip you into it. All, all that does, I think, is put people's backs up. And, and, and mm-hmm. like, because you come in and tell someone, it's the same with like vaccinations and stuff right now. If I wanted to convince everybody to get vaccinated, the way to go about it is probably not to say, you're a fucking shit person. So like, all right, you know what, mate, you kind of lost me now. Yep. Whereas like, you know, Paul saying is just like, to just have a conversation a bit. And I think as well to be like, look, I used to think that way. And then, you know, and, and to also to admit that, you know, a fucking beef burger is delicious. And that that's a fact. A beef burger and it's is okay. Awesome. Yeah. But like, I miss seafood a lot. I grew yeah. up on seafood, spearfishing with my grandfather. I have this emotional connection to eating seafood. It's one of the things I most miss, but it's also one of the biggest reasons I had to stop consuming it was because I care so much about it. Exactly, exactly mate. And like, so for, for me, it's like, I think, and this is why I think, like, I don't, some people call them pets, you might call them, I call mine child. I think oh, yeah. having a connection, like, so the connection I've had with my cat Poppy that I found on a road, if anyone's listening and single and hot right now, I found this cat on a road in a snowstorm, I took it back. That's the kind of guy I'm getting my DMs. Um, you know, but like, with her, I, I, for the first time, really understood that, that, that I'm like, Jesus Christ, this cat isn't like just this fucking 30 thing, like an automaton, like AI or whatever. This cat has whatever you want to call it, a soul, consciousness or something. And then I got to be honest. It's the personality that gets you. I, I do try mm-hmm. and talk to the sheep and stuff like that around my house. They ain't on the same level as Poppy. But then again, most humans are not on the same level as other humans. But it's definitely made me think like in the last few years, I was talking to my friend about this the other week. And I was like, you know what? Like, Because I do eat meat a lot less now. My, my, my rule with meat now is basically if I go to the shop, and it's on like, you know, they have it on the last day and they put it on the clearance price. I'm like, well, it's already dead. I know it's just going in the bin otherwise. So I'm going to eat it. Right? It's also so rotted. It has no 
like nutritional benefit. It's still fresh. It's so rotted, dude. No, dude. You know, I'm not talking about the whale on Trestles Beach here. This is the this is food in a shop. You know, you know they they pump those fucking pieces of meat with chemicals to make them look look like they're fresher than they are. And by the time they're actually rotted, they are fucking like rancid. But it ain't rotten. What kind of shops do you yeah. go to in LA that has rotting Dude, meat? any supermarket does the same thing because they all come from the same group of um, factory farming slaughterhouses. They fucking run them through chemical machines that pump them full of like carbon monoxide and garbage like that to make them seem red. like they're already red and like juicy when they're already fucking traveled. I don't think you can you know, do that. Two weeks. And, yeah, you, you can, can do, do it anywhere. You can do it anyway. I'm going to look that up, mate. All right, we're putting but, a point of contention it, on that one. But what yeah, I got, no, what it's, is it's like, real, I man. They, oh, the animal agriculture industry is without right. scruples at all. I got to, I got to Google this. Brit, well, yeah. So what we're saying, British meat carbon monoxide, yeah? Treated meat to make it look fresher. Right. They do that. I do know. I do know that is a normal thing that is done, especially in North America. Dude, we are, we're down to the last antibiotics that we have. Because all of the antibiotics, 80% of the antibiotics in the world are fed to um, factory farmed animals. Okay, Most so of, so everyone, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, if you're a vegan, you've got to have supplements like B12. Yeah, motherfucker. Did you realize that the most of the B12 are given to the animals that you eat? So you're supplementing through that animal because they're mm-hmm. not getting it from the corn and soy and shit that they're being fed. It's, right. you're just basically cutting out the middleman by eating more plant-based. When we okay, come so down got, to the I States. Here. I got a picture here, a, a gas meat versus ungassed. And I do think that maybe there's something different in Britain because the ungassed looks like what it looks like in a shop here. But the, the American one definitely looks like, because when you go to a store in America, the meat section, it is yeah. bright red. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely concede that that is a thing. I don't know if it is a thing over here, I'm, but I, don't, I definitely think there's a different. If I go and buy mints here, it looks brown. It doesn't look red. So if we, when we go down to the place in California, when we go down to Valencia, I should go in the shop now. I should just go to the, the shop now and, like, and just yeah. take this on my phone. Well, if it's, I just have if it's brown, then people. it just means it's already turning rancid. Yeah, but mate, like your body. It's you, like, you it's like fish oil. It's like fish oil tablets. Oh, don't you tell know, me you're supposed they to eat those now. Dude, that is literally. Left to eat. What, it's literally rancid fat from fish. Because it's been stored in these capsules for so long, it's turned rancid. Like, you're, you're breaking him, Paul. <laughs> Paul, you're breaking him mid-show. As, oh, as, as his look. friend, that is my job. No, no, no. no look I, what I got. Vegan Omega 3, ah, 6, and 9. There you go. You can get yeah. it from all the other places. Wait, you just wait, cut out the man. What would it Vegan protein, combat fuel, vegans out there, uh, get it down here. Uh, I like the label. You're giving me a stiffy. Oh, God. We're back on the stiffies again. Like how let often? My, you... Let me go get my wanking machine. Oh Christ! He does need one. Isn't that the so hand attached to you? I'm just, I'm sock. just going. I'm just going to pee again. See, you are the. Do you see like, what happens, Kelsey? We have we have the smallest bladders in the world for some reason. I haven't had to go yet. I haven't had to go. I, I did actually oh. go. I was very shocked. I, I had won. to pee so I won. bad. I won the you won. Well, I'm drinking. Beer, I drank, so I put, I've drank four well, of these today too. You got to have a speed reload. You've been getting up to get your beers. Why don't you just have the speed reloads ready? Yeah, why is the fridge not what is, next, what is the next to the toilet? A like reload? The, the, you just, toilet should, like, the fridge should be next to the toilet. You got to have one on deck, like right in front of you. So you don't have to keep no, going to get one. Ice, I take the lid off the toilet, put ice in that, and keep the beers in there. 
Okay, well, if it's closer. Um, well, it's closer to where right. I'm pissing. Well, so I the mean, vegan stuff, right? Yeah. I do think, I do think that there is, a sh- I do think that there is a shift coming, and I do think yeah. that it's something that, like, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime because I do think there's obviously like so much catching up to do. But I can't, I can't see, I can't buy into the idea that the West will mostly go meatless in in well, like. I don't- I don't think that's necessary for everyone. We're not like, yeah. we're not trying to create this utopia of peace and love and equal animal. Well, most that's people, boring. yeah, well, a lot of vegans are trying to create a, equal animal rights. And that's great. That's fine. Promote it as much as you want. It's, it's an unrealistic thing to think that everyone's going to be able to do that or everyone's going to want to do that. That's fine. But if we can just shift it to, as many people as possible, then we start to reverse the effects of the climate change that is happening because of the animal agricultural industry. And that's all, you know, for people that are trying to help the environment, that's the main thing that they're trying to do. For people that give a fuck about animals, they want all animal slaughter to stop. And I fucking admire that. I hate cruelty in every form. But if we can just change the way that most people are eating in a small way, we're going to make a huge difference. I like how Paul's invisible. While I know it's the best speech. one. He t- I know I'm just staring at his, his cushion. So Paul, what about, what do you say to the stuff that's going on in terms of there's these, um, the scientists and things that are starting to look at growing essentially meat in a lab that doesn't have like a head and like a consciousness. But there's still- okay. I just Terrifies curious. You're- okay. I think that's, I think it's very scary. And the fact that people like Bill Gates are in charge of that, who are also in charge of the vaccines and uh, they also bought up, Bill Gates bought, he's the single largest landowner landowner in the US. And, you know, he's in bed with the people that have bought all the patents on all of the seed that try and destroy farmers and things like that. I think the monopoly is the thing that is most terrifying. And look, I admire scientists that are trying to create this stuff out of the goodness of their heart, not just for like science, but it's, it's scary. I wouldn't eat that shit. Like I eat a whole food plant-based diet for the main part. Occasionally I want a burger Maybe I'll have a Beyond Burger or an Impossible Burger. I'll try it out. Not the hugest fan in the world, but, and, you know, people bitch about uh, tofu as well, soy. Uh, if you get non-GMO organic soy, I don't see the problem. Um, other people might have papers that cite this. Other, people's will have, other people have papers that cite that. It's, it's very much like the political debate, the coronavirus debate. The, you know, people are divided exponentially more now than they ever have been in human society. Uh, It's very hard to get the right information because everyone has different scientific backing to say one thing or the other. So you just have to do the, the, the best that you can. And for me in my heart and soul, I do not want to inflict cruelty or suffering on another living being. I know what it's like to be eaten. It sucks. And so I wouldn't want other beings to have to go through that and live a life of suffering and horrific conditions either. And so I've just chosen to, you know, live my life as an example 
um, not be a hypocrite. I stand up for the planet and the world and trying to keep our human civilization alive and as healthy, healthy as possible, healthy as possible. And so the worst leaders I've ever had in my life are the military leaders that were do as I say, not do as I do. The best leaders that I've ever had are the ones that lead by example. And so I always strive to be that sort of person. I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to badger you with information. I'm going to live my life the way that I see is the best possible way. And if people can take inspiration from that and realize that you're not going to be a skinny, smelly, tree-hugging hippie uh, by going plant-based, then cool. Look, I, I, it's not that simple. It's, sorry, it's not that complicated. You know, people are like, how are you like working out as hard as you are and have the size that you have plant-based? I'm like, well, I eat lots of food and I lift heavy weights and I exercise. It's not that complicated. I get all my nutrients. It's, you know, it's pretty easy. We have the wealth of the world's knowledge within a few keystrokes. You want to learn about how to get all your nutrients on, on the internet. That's very, very easy. You know, some of my, my friends are one of the reasons I went plant-based was because of Damien Manda. Uh, who runs the International Anti-Poaching Foundation in Africa. I was out there shooting a documentary with him. He's plant-based in the middle of bumfuck Zimbabwe. So what's my excuse in Los Angeles? You can read more about it in the book, Uncaged by Paul DeGelder. Oh my God, Jez. Could you have done that any better? Oh my goodness. I think what you said though, man, is like, it's so true. That like, if you just go out and live your life, and obviously that is one of the good things about social media, you make it known, but you don't preach it. And then just let your story do the talking. You don't have to go, you don't have to force it down people's face. It's like, people will just go, oh, I'm fucking watching this dude for a year now on Instagram and he's not got any smaller and he's still lifting the weights and he's still a vegan. Maybe there's something... You know, and that, I think that's the way Something to be said. That's the, yeah, that's the way to do it. I'm that's the way for some people. I'm watching people, it for a couple more years to see if he goes, and then if he doesn't, then I'm in there. Hey, some people are changed by the in-your-face shit, okay? Like you were saying earlier, not everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. Not everyone receives information the same way. Some people are actually changed by watching horrific documentaries like Dominion. Some people are changed by informative movies like The Game Changers, where they showed that people, men's dicks were actually harder and got more boners in the middle of the night when they were plant-based. Some people are... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some people are are influenced the way that I was influenced through having friends that were doing it and going, okay, these are big fucking, like, muscly, athletic, driven individuals. If they can do it, then there's no reason that I shouldn't do it. If it's not necessary to pay for the slaughter of animals, then why should I do it? Why should I be a part of that? And, you know, that just makes me feel good in my soul. And then, you know, uh, there's so many arguments. There's so many arguments for it. There's so many arguments against it. Uh, They have, have people talking about the fact that more animals per capita are killed by the harvesters going through and killing all of the the ground mice, the birds, the insects through harvesting all the grain and the food and stuff for the vegans. But 80% of all that food grown is actually fed to the animals. So you can eat right. the animals. 
Mm. You know, most of the water consumed is consumed by those animals or for those crops to feed those animals. And so it's just, it makes sense to me in a way that, look, if I can just create as little harm uh, as I can, then that works for me. If yeah, like, you think maybe like that works for you as well, then cool. Yeah, because like you're going to inadvertently at some point probably run over something in your car. You're going to hit insects, definitely. You know, but it's like, it's like you're not going to go, there's, there's this idea that you can go through life without harming another human being mentally, for instance, is not going to happen. You're going to fuck someone up mentally, guaranteed. And you're going to kill some animals, guaranteed. One way or another, like that, that's life. And it's like, if you spend, as you do, so much time in wildlife, you just watch it. I mean, because I live in the countryside back home. You go outside for five minutes. Everything is just killing everything. <laughs> like everything. So Mostly poppy. It's, so it's like, there's no way that you can go through life and not be a part of that. But it's right. just like, like you said, just making that limitation on it. And I, and I think that that to me, like, like you said, everyone's different. For me, the most convincing argument is if you don't have to inflict terror on something else, then why inflict terror on something else? You know? Yeah. You know what scares me the most about living in LA is, especially coming from Australia, that's one thing. Uh, The other one, yeah, definitely that's one thing. Um, (laughs) Especially going on Hinge and stuff. Uh, But is, I see no wildlife. There's no, there's not, there's, there is no bugs. Mm. There is very little bird life. Like coming from Australia where it's everywhere, knowing that, that's potentially because of all of the uh, Monsanto now buyer GMO uh, glyphosate and all the genetically modified crops where nothing is allowed to live. And that basically creates dead zones of life throughout massive swathes of the country. There is no life here except for human life. And that's scary. In the hills. That's it. Yeah, it's but troubling. even though, even, yeah. even they're killed. Like yeah. the, the people yeah. seem to think that, you know, we need to kill these coo- these cougars and these, not the cougars, the women. They like, love them. <laughs> yeah, but the, the you mountain You are talking lions, about LA, Paul. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, exactly. I miss LA. <laughs> <laughs> Come back soon, guys. Come miss back those cougs. Yeah. Um, and they say we need to, you know, but all around America, we need to kill these predators because they're preying on our animals and the deers are preying on our crops and things like that. Well, that's because you've killed the predators. You've put nature out of balance and now they don't have enough. It's like, we don't have an infestation of any animal except for humans. We're encroaching on all of that land that they're supposed to be living in and thriving in and keeping the ecosystem healthy and balanced. We're doing it. It's not the animals doing it. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like nice the, to the, moment scene, that, the moment the humans interfere with nature is the moment that we fuck it up. Well, and that's what it seems no, like we here as well. That's the thing that we are part of nature. We are an animal. We are a part we of- We are, we're just, we're the part of, we're the part of the animal the, kingdom that is just- part that just consumes and multiplies. But maybe that's, that's what we're supposed to do, though. Like, maybe that is our path. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Maybe our role in the universe is to consume everything. And then maybe that, you know, because there's some things like, you know, like some animals. And that's why past civilizations have destroyed themselves. So we're just yeah, on a path to destroying ourselves like every other past civilization. So I won't get my DMT if- pen. No, I haven't got one of those. Honestly, police are listening. I haven't got a DMT pen. Do you not at that one? house. 
Oh no! <laughs> so we'll get it. We'll blast on air. It'll be quite cool. We will get. We'll, I mean, feel like we're getting there. I mean, I would like to witness all three of this again with DMT pens in each hand. Jess is just off living his own life. Paul's Wee. swimming on the couch. Yeah. It'll be perfectly fine. But it's interesting to see because we—it seems like we're these. We are part of the animal kingdom, very much so. But it seems like just because we've been able to change our surroundings just and adapt a little bit better. I don't, I still don't think it gives us the right to fuck with everything. And we're doing that here as well. We have Stanley park. We've got these coyotes on the loose and one nipped a kid the other day. And it's, they're like, well, we have coyotes. What are we going to do about it? Well, we have them because you've literally enclosed on them where you've given them no space to live, function, breathe, or even have anything to hunt. No wonder they're hunting other things. It, it's not a shock. It's, it's a direct correlation. It's a very obvious problem, but yet we continue to do it and then wonder why the problems are happening. It, no one is stopping it. It's no different here than it is in LA. It's no different in LA than it is anywhere else in the United States or in Canada. We encroach and we encroach and we grab up more land as much as we possibly can to hoard as many resources as possible. And then at the end of the day, we sit there and go, why is everything dying? Why is all of this failing? It's like, well, we've done it. Yeah. We've, we've chose dollars over, over a healthy ecosystem. We've chose dollars over the well-being of our children. We've chose dollars over the well-being of our own society because it makes it easier and easier to people is always going to be the route. If you can make it A to B, no one's going to question what happens between A and B as long as A and B is fast, quick, and effective. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd agree with that because I don't think it is an easy option for everyone. Like, don't get me wrong. There's the people that are some people, and it's usually a few people who benefit from shortcuts and stuff. But the majority of people, like, if I, like, if, look, if I'm struggling to raise my kids, and it's a question of feeding my kids. Or like with factory farming, I'm gonna. Or not at all. I'm not gonna give give a fuck about those animals. I'm just not because I have bigger, bigger fucking problems with just feeding my kids. Right. Why can't you? Why can't you choose to feed your kids without providing for the factory farming animals? All it takes is information. And the thing with the the internet now is there's no excuse for ignorance. Well, I'm not saying there is, but like we we haven't got to this point with the internet and stuff. Like the reason we're at this point is generations after generations reinforcing the same patterns, right? So generate intergenerational trauma. A lot of people don't know there's a problem until they know there's a problem. So unless those people have a moment like for me, meeting you, Paul, unless someone has that moment, they might not realize anything that they're doing is, you know, like damaging. They're not going to have the time. And that's that's why they think obesity is genetic, cancer is genetic, type two diabetes is genetic. None of that shit is genetic. It's all directly correlated to your diet. I, I know that, right? You know that. But for a lot of people, you don't know what you got, you don't know. And like you're out there telling people. And that's people, why coronavirus is killing them off. Yeah. But John, John Joseph is out there telling people. But you know who else is out there telling people? Multi-billion dollar marketing companies that are saying the, the opposite. Who are yeah, doing. Absolutely. You fucking Delaware. Fucking people. You fucking oh, Delaware are out there, there saying the opposite. <laughs> I tied it back in and put a little bow on it. But like, I like that, the that's the because you're right, the information is out there. But then so is the fucking information, quote unquote, from the people who are like, yeah, don't get a, don't, don't do any exercise, just have injections for your whole life. That's how we'll deal with you. And unfortunately, here's the other thing as well, right? I'm not saying that we're above average intelligence, but it's a pretty fucking It's because you're not a Navy clearance diver. There's some oh. pretty, there is some pretty thick people out there. And 
unfortunately, I think a lot of people is whatever you hear first will stick. Right. And that, and that, and that, will, that will be the case. I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't like fat people. It's not like I don't like fat people, but I do, you know, I do have my issues with fat people. Get off the fucking ass and go do something. But that's I just not, want that's effort. The point. But I'm trying to be nicer to them because at the end of the day, I can see how it happens. Like, right. you know, I don't hate fat people really. I was just trying to fail and make a joke. But, you know, they, I can see how it happens because you are dealing with one, human nature, I think, wants you to be lazy, probably because we're trying to conserve calories. Because back in the day, if you got food, it was probably a good idea to then chill your ass out so you don't burn through all the calories very quickly. So I think right. that's part of it. But then you are. Well, it's like it's just like racism. Everything is learned. You're learning that from the people that learned are raising behavior. you, and that yeah, exactly. And these kids that are growing, I see them out here in America, and I can't even talk shit because Australia now has more ca- per capita fat children than America. It's because of this cycle of uneducated, ignorant parents raising their children under what I would call child abuse. Kelsey, where did you learn to be a racist? Um, well, I just learned that around my, you know, back where I used to live. And then in the military, they, we all did a great job. Of, a great place. Oh, yeah. It's you a you hear that the Marines are now, uh, all the Marines are now um, neo-Nazis. Uh, neo-Nazis. Yeah. yeah. My buddy yeah. TMR was on the cover of that. He, they, Vice decided to say that all the Marines are neo-Nazis, which, frankly, that is a disgusting statement. And Vice should be reprimanded for that severely yeah, because that is. Well, I, I would I would listen to the people that are paid by Monsanto's marketing company before I listen to anything that Vice puts out. They are fucking ridiculous. Fair, but but think about how many people who don't know any different are reading that, exactly, and exactly. then they're going, and "Great, it, and now it, the yeah. Marines are neo Nazis." Yeah, and here we yeah, are again. Especially, like, especially the Mexicans, all the African Americans, yes. all the Asians, and all the Jewish yes. in there. They're probably the worst ones. They're the worst yeah. ones. Yeah, they're the yeah. worst. Yeah, they're the all ones that look with, the different we've, colors. We've all with the Marines. We've seen them. The, they're all white people. Yeah. Oh, all those I, people are different all colors. Of them. All white. Saving each other's lives. Just racists. Yeah. Dying yeah, for your friend of a different thing. color. Total racist. Yeah. yeah, let him bleed out. Let him bleed yeah. out. Because why would you save the guy beside yeah. you if he wasn't white? Who the fuck? I want to know. I'm, genuinely, I want to know who wrote that and then who cleared that and was oh, like, oh, 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 I'm good with this. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know oh. exactly what ooh, he looks ooh, like. Ooh, tell me six, the answer. Can't bench 100 kilos. It's got a little kind of like fluffy kind of dark hair. Got yeah. With a bit of on. pink on top. Yeah, well, I don't, think, I don't think he's called, called, I don't think he's Likes to be called that. they. Doesn't have Ooh. his pronouns in his bio, but asks people for theirs because he wants to show how in touch he is. And he never gets laid. That's who oh, he yeah. is. All That's these the by humans, by giants. humans. Never gets laid by humans. Look, at the end of the day, if you want to cancel this fucking, if you want to cancel all this woke, woke bullshit, women need to go and start putting it out more. Because all the all the lads that are pushing this woke stuff are people who can't get laid. If people yeah, but start that's, you laid, can't blame you can but fuck you though a little overnight. bit, right? But like mm-hmm. fuck you though, right? Why is that on the women to make the man feel because good about they don't themselves? Sleep with if me, you fuck you, if you don't no, shut up. Shut up, Jess. If you no, shut up. <laughs> if you don't have the wherewithal or the balls or the whatever the fuck you want to call it to grow some confidence and walk up to a woman and just say, Hey, how's it going? Then you don't deserve to get laid. But that's, woke. Woke. No. Whoa. Whoa. that's why we wait, get woke. Wait, those people wait. will then become woke. You put that I finger don't down, have Paul. The balls. I don't have the balls to walk up to a woman and say, hey, I don't. I never have. I've got no game whatsoever. I'm terrible at it. I don't have the confidence I just, because I don't, I don't want to get any shut of down. That. And, it's, and it's even worse Lies. now that I have robot bits. You're full of shit. Not, 
No, no, I'm, the I'm worst liar. serious. I've seen you. Work. I'm 100 percent serious. I never Thanks, fucking. Jess. I never walk up to chicks. I never like hit on them. Because you ever. don't need to, Paul. How are you grabbing That's not the point. Because I'm infuriated that he's even saying that he he doesn't have the confidence. This fucking host of Shark Week, like going to be a New York Times bestseller, fucking human Iron Man who's got an Australian accent, who's a fucking white dude with a beard, doesn't have the balls to walk up to a woman. You could stand in line and more women would walk up to you and offer to suck your dick right now, Paul, than any any other human I know. I disagree with that at all. Firstly, that's untrue. And secondly, that only happened 10 years ago. And so previous poll also didn't have the balls to walk up to a woman. And look, the reason, like, the reason I say this, like, I, I didn't, I didn't have any confidence with girls whatsoever. Once I know a girl is interested in me, then I'm good to go. But I would never approach a girl before because I didn't have the confidence. And now I don't approach girls because even, no matter what you think, because you know me, but... I am not everyone's cup of tea and I don't want to put like, I got a, I got a prosthetic leg. I got a prosthetic arm, whatever. I don't want to put someone else in a position to have to reject me because I'm not what they're after. And I don't want to put myself in a position to get rejected for something that I can't control. And so I don't, I don't, once, once I know a girl is interested, fine. So I reject the claim that you said, if people don't have the balls, men don't have the balls to walk up to women and say, Hey, let's fucking root. Then, then don't deserve (laughs) it because that's bullshit. But I get what you're saying at the same time. Yeah, you don't. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying that this is the way that that they should be. I'm just saying, if we want to cure wokeism, there needs to be some vagina thrown around. Because well, and I, there's plenty of women. Okay, who's going to fund the vagina then? Because I think it, we need I, to have I, that I will, conversation. I will check my pockets and the back of the sofa, and I will, hang on, what we got here? I will start the fund off with 10p. I got real nervous there when you stood up, because I do remember you saying you didn't have pants on, and then when you stood up, I was like, oh, no. I put some on. Oh, no. Oh, God damn it. I wish that was true. Right? But I have to go I have to go soon. I got about five minutes. That would have been amazing. I'm going to go to the shop. That's all right. Stuff. That's all right. That's right. We're gonna we're, we're going, buy some carbon we're going monoxide. We've been going for two hours and forty minutes already. I don't yeah, I haven't I even had a little I haven't even had the pee yet. I know I'm so proud of you. And I've already drink drunk five beers. That's pretty much my whole week's worth of beers. Ready? I know I'm really get, proud get of you. Get yourself on a flight. I'll get the Albanians over, and then by the time you land, party time. Well, I am going to be in you United States of America gesture. in October. So why aren't you coming to America in October? Because I'm not allowed. Fuckers, they won't let me. You got to do two weeks in a. Okay, this this is this is going to be my last COVID rant of the podcast. All right. So obviously, we want to stop COVID spreading, right? So instead of allowing people to fly direct from Britain to um from Britain to America to stop the spread, you've got to go to a South American country, spend two weeks there, and then go to America. So add a developing nation onto your travel list for two weeks. Instead of just being be in the UK, take a test, prove negative, fly to the US. You've got to go to South America. You actually have to do that? Yeah. Hey, oh, I well, didn't know that. Hey, that's nothing, okay? I know I'm a ghost right now, but I'm listening. All right. So my business partner, Ian, who is running my striker, the striker Coffee Company, yeah. right in the plug, <laughs> he's moving from Sydney to Queensland, which is, for people who don't understand, uh, New South Wales is 
um, in like Sydney is in New South Wales. Queensland is the next state up. Okay. He's moving from New South Wales to get the fuck out of there to run his, the coffee company and his new business up in Queensland. He has to quarantine for two weeks in Mental. fucking Australia, traveling between the states. Mental. What? They want to bring that into the states as well. Biden said that he won't rule that out in the states. Well, they're doing something like that in Canada where you can't go between um, province to province. So it's the same. And you got to pay for it yourself. It's oh, yeah, that grand. too. Yeah, that's us and too. What? And you know what? Who called all of this last year? Oh, oh, yeah. Called it fucking last year. And everyone said I was a crazy conspiracy theorist. Well, fuck you. I was fucking right on all this stuff. And I wish I wasn't. I really wish I had not been right on this stuff. I wish I'd been fucking well, wrong on it. Well, we had this, we had this similar thing. So like when I had to go down to the States, we had to do, we had to do COVID tests. So we did the COVID test to go into the States, went in the States and there was no restriction. You could go a bunch among the Americans and it was no problem. When we come back, we have to do a negative COVID test 72 hours before. And if you hit 73 hours, they will not accept the test. And then once we drove in that night, we couldn't even fly in because if we flow in, we had to go to what a concentration hotel that we have to pay two, $2,000 a for three nights, you cannot leave the hotel. It was similar to like you, Paul, except we didn't have to do the 14 days. We just had to do that. Even if you were a resident of the province and you had a house to go quarantine in, if you flew in, you had to spend two grand per person and go to this hotel. So then we found a loophole that if you drive up to the border and walk across, then you just get to quarantine. You don't have to do the hotel. So if you can drive, you're fine. But if you fly, you're fucked, which makes no sense. So we did it that way. So get this, we fly, we drive in on a Friday night to come home. The Monday, the announcement was coming out that if you are a vaccinated traveler and you're driving in, you don't have to quarantine. But because we came in on the Friday, we would have to abide by the 14 day quarantine, irregardless if we were vaccinated. So we missed the deadline by three days. But so that means that we had to quarantine, even though the same people didn't have to quarantine only because we missed it by three days, which makes no logical sense. And they've kept the borders closed in Canada. We still can't travel out of Canada without any of these restrictions. And now it's interprovincial. So now there's a health code where you can't travel to say Kelowna, BC. So if I want to drive four hours to go up to Kelowna, you can't because it's with, not within your healthcare area. So you literally can't leave. And they have people checking your papers and will turn around and send you or find you. It's it's just astronomically. Wow. It's, it's it's, it's no different here. We have the same thing, except we're already implementing it. And we've had it been going since January of this year. And it's not getting worse. They were supposed to open the border twice now. They refused to open the border. Canadian border services have went on strike because they were allowing Americans to fly in with no quarantine, but we could not fly out. So that's yeah. a problem. Anybody who says Australia, that's not a problem, it's, uh, yeah. Australia's the same. Like, you're, you're not allowed. I don't understand. Like, Australia's... Similar, whereby, like, so I had to go back in March to film for three months. And that's the only reason that I actually abided by it, because I was going to be there for so long. Um, And it it sucked. 14 days locked in a room by yourself, no human contact. There's no fresh air. I couldn't open a window. There was no balcony. There was no sunlight because I had a building on one side of my window, a building on the other side, and a building across the street. And so I had this tiny little triangle of sunlight every day. The food, like the breakfast was like a tiny little packet of cereal, a banana and and a chia seeds. I'm 200 pounds. So I had to Uber Eats every single meal. Plus being plant-based, you imagine the the food that they sent. It was garbage. Mm. But 
the only reason I was allowed to leave, like, was because I've spent more time here in the States than I have in Australia. So there's like, there's all these little rules like you're talking about. You're not allowed to leave the country. How does that make any fucking sense at all? I understand people coming into the country because they're every single outbreak, like, you know, two people is an outbreak in Australia. Every single outbreak they had was from people coming in from overseas, the international flight hostesses infecting the bus driver that would drive them somewhere. Mm -hmm. But you're not allowed to leave. That's like Cuba, North Korea. Like without the government's approval, you're not allowed to leave the country. When does this become less about a fucking virus and more about government control when they won't allow you to leave their country? Last, last year. Guys, I have to run the shop closing. Okay, Jez is out. Jez, go do your thing. Yeah, he's, he's you got to go get to kill. Thanks for doing the Commonwealth episode. I'm going to go and buy some rotten meat. All right, okay, I'll just... talk to you later, buddy. All right, Paul, <laughs> it's just you and I. All right, love. Um, all right, Paul. Well, listen, I think if anything, we have given our listeners plenty of things to think about question wonder what they're doing wrong in their lives and ways to improve them and i think i appreciate you taking the time and i appreciate jazz taking the time wherever he is molesting poppy um and buying his rotten meat but i'm i'm grateful for you guys in my life not only as just being able to have you on the show but i'm honestly grateful to have you guys in my life as friends and know that i have a subset of individuals that aren't blind and that are paying attention and that care about the well-being of each other, whether that is through food, nutrition, or just the absolute human rights to be able to travel and live our lives as human beings. And I'm, 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 um, I'm stoked that you could come on. We're going to definitely drop in all the links for you and make sure that everyone go listen to the dirt down under. I'm really excited for what's going to come for that podcast. I'm excited because you have a really dope human that's running it with you. So we know you won't fuck it up um, because she's going to make sure of that. And at a very least, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm grateful to get to educate our listeners a little bit more about other people's perspectives on what's going on in the world, whether it's from factory farming, vegan to, you know, just the personal experience of yourself, what Jez has been through on his own and what he continues to do and try to keep an open and honest conversation going up while trying to dodge Instagrams, (laughs) not (laughs) their horrible restrictions. Either way, you guys are definite value adds to society. And it's good to have more and more of you out there talking the way you are. So I appreciate you taking the time, Paul. Of course, mate. And you know what? It's it's nice to have it's nice to set the example for the people mm-hmm. out there. You know, the three of us don't agree on everything. We we agree on a lot of stuff. We don't agree on everything. But it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from the fact that we're friends and we can have a debate on certain things that we don't agree on and still end the conversation still being mates. Like you, right. we don't have to follow a party line. We can have our own thoughts. We can be individuals. We can have our own creativity. Uh, we can share this knowledge between the three of us. And even if we do disagree, we can still end up as friends and as you know just human beings that are trying to do the best that we we can in this world which i believe personally that we all are trying to do and so if you know the the sad thing is that that friends and families 
are breaking up over all this shit. And right. that is because the government is trying to divide people into certain little pockets. They want division because they're funded by the media. The media is trying to create division because that is what sells headlines. It's, it's, it's part of a grander scheme that we're not being informed about. And pretty. so if, if we can just realize that we're all part of the same team and have these discussions without hating on each other, then we're going to be stronger together. And I think, you know, that that's what I took out of being able to come on here and talk to you two, two of my very, very good friends about. Um, hopefully we can you know, get that message out to everyone. Well, I think and, and, I, and I, I, I agree with you and I echo that because I think we the world needs a little more conversation and uh, a little more space and freedom to have that conversation. I think it's okay to have different views. I think it's okay to have different perspectives. I think it's okay to even have weird ass accents and different limbs. But what I think it's not okay is to leave people struggling on their own and let them think that for any, any point that they are alone and that they are going through this by themselves and that there aren't others that are struggling and that there aren't others that are willing to have tough conversation. You know, you guys are, are important to the world because you, you, you tell the truth in your perspective and no one will ever fault anyone. If you are honest about your perspective, oh, you are truthful. Bye. Oh God. She, did he just go? Hey, he's back. Fucking hell. You got to avocados. Did oh, you just God. come to LA and not tell me? Mushrooms. Mushrooms, avocado and weird sushi. And it's Okay. No, I would just. How the fuck just, did you get to the store and back in two minutes? It's at the, I, bottom, of the, it's at the bottom of the apartment. That oh was. My Lord. That was very fast. I'm very impressed. I was just signing off and saying that, like, I, you know, it's. We're it's just nice saying how to, much of a cunt you are. Yeah, yeah that. Yes. We true. were we were saying that, but it, like I was like I was stating, it's it's important. It's okay to have different values and different views and different ways of looking at everything because at the end of the day, if you have the best if you have the best intention that will always come through. And I think it's about humanity acknowledging one another right now and really just letting each other know that this isn't normal. This isn't, doesn't need to be accepted for, you know, what it is. We can push back a little bit. We can talk about why it's okay to push back and it's safe to push back because we're not going to get out of this alive. If we continue to treat each other like every single person around you is our enemy. You know, it's, it's just especially not for true. the health of the children that are going through this. These, well, that's you know, we, we, you know, we're all struggling a, a bit and some more than others. But think about the kids that are going through this that have no perspective on what mm -hmm. they, they have, they really have no perspective on what a real world is like now a peacetime world where there isn't restrictions and there's total freedom and you can do whatever you want you don't have to be a wear a mask you don't have to be afraid of people these are the human beings that we need to safeguard more than anything else because they're going to be the guidance of the future and if we right. destroy their fucking mindset now what is the world going to be after this? Oh, we're doomed if we don't we don't start protecting those that can't protect themselves. And that comes down to our animals, our ecosystem, our children, and the people we are putting in um, to be responsible of the next generation. And I think that comes down to having taking accountability, taking ownership, and leading by example. And I think uh, as much as I hate to say it, Jez, you are a great example of leading by example. Paul, you are as well. And I think that's why people will take so much value in this podcast, whether they learn um, what the C word means, whether they learn how to eat properly, whether they learn that Paul can speed 
round five beers and that he has no bladder. But either way, I think people will take such value in this episode. And I'm really grateful. And I know, Jez, this I'm pretty sure you're saying this is going up on your platform as well. Yeah. And I yeah. apologize as well. It seems I interrupted the deep moment with my avocado. No. <laughs> it's okay. You're you know, we're just talking shit about you. Look, yeah. if there's any white girls out there in London listening to this, I have avocados. Come over. And testicles are the same size. Yeah. No, they've shrunk oh, because of all the plastic. Oh, Boom. Exactly. Oh, that's a different thing. So let's, uh, so everyone, can you guys just give me a quick round off? Uh, Paul, you got your book. It's Uncaged. It's available where? Uh, it's available around the world on Amazon, Booktopia. Um, there's a whole, just Google it, Uncaged by Paul DeGelder. Also co-written by Geraint Jones, a superstar in the realm of helping people write books and writing his own books. Uh, the podcast is The Dirt Down Under. Also, don't forget to watch Shark Week um, and find out how Discovery Channel is going to try and kill me this year. And drink Striker coffee and get drink on Stryker the protein. Coffee. The boner. I got Hell you. yeah. Yeah, Australian sports nutrition. Like they got That's all great. the good stuff. They got all the plant-based proteins, all that good stuff. Uh, just, yeah. It's like, follow me. Just follow me on Instagram. I'll give all the information. Jazz? Me too. Me too. Jazz? I'm buy it. Get on cage, pull the gelder. That There you go. Oh, and Combat Fuel. And Combat and Fuel. Also, any of my other books. And also, also Legion. Le- like, Geraint's, dude, I can't tell you how amazing I fucking, like, his books. Like, he's a great, Geraint's a, great writer. a fucking ghostwriter for James Patterson. I don't know if he told you this, but James Patterson is one of the biggest authors in the world. He doesn't even give Gez a fucking a footnote. He gives him a bunch of characters. And then, I'm not talking about this. Cut, cut, cut. Cut this bit, please. So, yeah. Legitimately? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not talking about this. My point is, Jez is a brilliant writer. Jez is a brilliant writer. Yeah, he's a brilliant just, like, writer. Beep, beep over that so, he's Geraint, a- Geraint's also a ghostwriter for James Patterson. He's done a whole series of his own books <laughs> about the Gauls fighting the Romans. They're amazing. It's bloodthirsty. It's incredible. And one he's of my favorite He's a podcast host. He's a podcast host, but I love, I love books about historical fiction because I like to learn about history. I like to learn about real things, but I like to learn about them in a story. That's what Gez does the best. Um, he's done multiple books helping out other people. He's got a podcast, Veteran State of Mind, that we've both been on, uh, like unfiltered shit. That's why I like it. Just like this, which is yeah, scaring this, me a little basically. bit now. He's, he's like, I'm five beers deep. What have I said for the past three hours? All right, Jez. <laughs> Paul, that's it, my Love friends. You. Love you guys. And I'm uh, going to eat these. How do I eat these, Paul? Do I take the skin off? Or do I just... You just no, eat just it. Just shove it, right? it in your just mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you do awesome. with Dick. Guys, I love okay. you guys. Thanks for thanks for doing this, Kelsey. I love you guys. Thank, no, thank you guys for this. It's amazing. And uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you all next week.